Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us here for episode number 196. It is Monday, October the 12th, Columbus Day. The banks are closed, but you can bank on us romping you through the world of retro wrestling. As always, I'm Joe Morata. I'm joined by the one and only Michael Quinn. How you doing, Michael? Howdy, diddy. Nice Happy Columbus. Happy Columbus Day. Yeah, nice of you to explore the retro wrestling with me. Oh, yes. I, that's, <laughs> I'm on a boat right now, and I'm exploring old wrestling. There's and like tons of CRTs in the ocean absolutely. that I'm looking at. <laughs> old, yes. old tape. Yeah. Uh, but folks, if you want some old tape, you can go to Twitter at OVP Podcast, because what we do there is we post a lot of old tape of On This Day wrestling we clips. We got some tape. We got some tape. Uh, a little tape over there. It's a, We call it drama-free wrestling clips over there. Drama-free tape. Yes. Drama-free tape over at, a, at OVP Podcast on Twitter and we also have an email address believe it or not you can email do we us really? we do wow. we have one I purchased one yeah. uh, from Gmail they gave it to me oh that's nice of them I made a big deal and I got it and wow. it's uh, OVP Podcast at gmail.com that is oh. Oh. Podcast at gmail.com but Quinn Besides the tape and besides the email, mm-hmm. there's a discussion environment over on Facebook and people can talk to yeah, you and so me and fans. Yeah, facebook.com slash tape environment. It's great. It's yeah. it's a wonderful site. What happens? And it's really just fun to type in tape environment at the end. But over there, they got a search bar, right? Oh. They got a fabulous search bar that can search the tapes and people and groups. And in that group search bar, you type our vantage point. Yes, retro wrestling podcast. Bing bang boom, tubes, gore, kaflui, all the ceremonial stuff. Right, there it is. Assault. Yeah, so there it is. Um, it pops up. You hit join, and you're in. And the only thing you have to do is agree to one rule and one rule only, which is don't be what a dingus. Don't be a dingus. That means don't be a meanie. Don't be a bully. Yeah. How about that one? Yeah, don't don't be be a bully meanie. (laughs) Just be nice. All it means is, you know, we we come from all different backgrounds, retro wrestling backgrounds, AWA fans, world class. The Von Erichs are the greatest thing ever. Flair is the greatest thing ever. We like Hawk, Hawk, Hawk. Whatever it is that you like, you just talk about it nicely. If you want to disagree, you disagree until the cows come home. And even once they're home, still don't be a dingus. Yeah. Even when the cows are home. Moo. There it is. So that's over on Facebook. And also, here's the pitch for you on Patreon. If you like OVP already, let's say you've been listening for minutes or even years, uh, and you like what we do here and you want more of it, first of all, thank you. Second of all, you can get more OVP content. It's at patreon.com slash OVP podcast. What you get there for the maximum amount is $5 a month, not a day, a week, a Mm -hmm. month. And that gets you everything we do out right now. To some actual really good feedback, believe it or not, in all seriousness. The feedback it, is hot right yeah, now. The hottest is. of feedback. Tremendous. It was one of the best reviews we've yeah. ever done. And uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 7, ratings are great. Largest Patreon audience. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. <laughs> like that's, that's what they say. And we're really happy the Ultimate Warrior got his ultimate win. Right, yeah. <laughs> but please, uh, check it out if you want. It's WrestleMania 7. Those stretch all the way back to WrestleMania 1. And obviously for November next month. SummerSlam 91 will be the SummerSlam yeah, 91. The, <laughs> yes. Specific. That's, that is the, the SummerSlam. SummerSlam. <laughs> but again, really, if you like us and uh, you want more of what we do, 
We appreciate your support. It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But speaking of appreciating our fans, Quinn, we're counting down to 200. Big countdown. Which is crazy. The bicentennial. 200 and years. We have people that have been with us for the all 200 years. It, almost. I mean, literally. What, what is this? 196 years yep. today? Yep. It's crazy. And we have people that have hopped on maybe a couple years ago. Yeah. But either way, we appreciate you guys. And all season long, we've been taking your questions. See, we have an actual mailbox. We have an intern, and he brings in the mail sack every right, week for us. Right. For a little segment we call Ask OVP. Come on in, young man, the doobie oh, boy. There he is. The doobie boy he's is coming in. He's younger than this show. Oh, by yeah. A lot. No, he's, he's young. He's in the prime of his uh, his 20s there, yeah. this young man. Yeah. And he's going to set down the mail sack. Okay, right there. Hey. Right there. Okay. Put it. I know you're new, but come on. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Okay. So we're taking a request here. We're taking segment ideas, you know, topics for discussion. Let's pull out an envelope here, Michael. So we have from Mike Brown. We have from Mike Brown. Mike Brown. And he says, oh, this is easy. Well, it's fun anyway. Uh-huh. What's a bigger WrestleMania main event drop-off? King Kong Bundy from WrestleMania is two to three. Or Sergeant Slaughter from WrestleMania 7 8. Wow. Those well, are both dramatic. <laughs> so, King Kong Bundy, right, in the main event. Oh, he's bleeding and all that. <laughs> Elvira, right? yes. Yeah, Elvira's Thank all you, Mike, scared. The, the dumpy Mike and all that. Yeah, from Jesse. Oh, God, Jesse that, with his battleship electronic right, fucking battleship right. speaker. The next. This is Dustin of Michael Yeah, the, the Mike Joe hates more hate than it. like any. You're the only person I know who like complains about that mic. What a left boot run into the midsection of Hogan. I told you Hogan was not recovered from those ribs. You saw it, but he got a short shot in. Any self-respecting person with ears should have a problem with that. I've never heard so much hate for that mic other than from you. Like, it stinks. It's so amazing. But anyway, he does that that year, right? Big main event against the Hulk. He loses like a big loser because, well, he's fighting the Hulk. What are you going to do? Hogan right? doesn't lose, especially in 86. Yeah, so he loses in the next month or next year. year he's in a midget match. <laughs> now, to be fair, it, yeah. according to the WF, it's the first ever mixed midget match thing, even though they did it in UWF or whatever. Yeah. Yes, they did it in the Mid South. I'm Mid -South, sure they've done yeah. it elsewhere too. Yeah, remember Mid South that episode like two weeks ago where they were like, "It's the first time, <laughs> yeah. like, it's the first time, everybody." But the other thing is too. I mean, this is a show where Vince McMahon was saying Andre was undefeated, right? So I mean, they could have been lying about the midget thing too, right? You know they what could I'm just have. saying? They possibly. They, they but that's have. two history historic things that allegedly happened. That's, that's true. When the yeah. first mixed tag, a big man and little men match. Over for the cover. Hey, what oh, is this? A big pile on. What is this? But that is quite a drop off. I mean, you think about King Kong Bundy. Let's talk about him for mm -hmm. a second. He had come into the WWF not even a year prior, like about a year prior to WrestleMania 2, right? In March of 85, he came in. This is true. And he was managed weirdly, as we always say, originally by Jimmy Hart. Right. He, at WrestleMania 1, he's got Jimmy. He's got yeah, Jimmy. baby, my King Kong. <laughs> it's weird, or whatever. Right? Like, oh, so excited. Led down the aisle by his manager, Jimmy Hart. From Atlantic City, New Jersey, weighing 458 pounds, King Kong Bundy. In the fall of 85, Bobby negotiated a deal to unload the missing link and Adrian Adonis on Jimmy Hart in exchange for King Kong Bundy. Did Jimmy even do anything with missing link? Like, no, what? I think he like left immediately or something like that. <laughs> he stunk. Yeah. Um, we talked about him last week. A lot of missing link lately. He keeps coming up, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Jimmy, yeah. I mean, uh, Bobby leads his man all the way to WrestleMania. The big feud with Hogan. Great stuff. And then, yes, yeah, so a year later, Hillbilly Jim. Yeah. Which is like not... 
<laughs> so I love Hillbilly. It's but so bad that was, Bobby later in the show is like, I don't count that. And he wasn't out there for that match, he, by the he way. He didn't go out there and he even explained it's like, because they were like, I say you're one for four, whatever. Yeah. A gorilla like shits on him immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, because he can't help himself. You suck today, Brian. You suck ass. <laughs> like, what was that shit with King Kong Bunny? And he's like, well, I don't deal I, with I midgets. Don't, I don't associate with midgets. Yeah. yeah. But then let's talk about uh, Sergeant Slaughter. So he had come back. He had rolled his way in all round at SummerSlam 90. And that began the push. And we've been actually covering this on Patreon, obviously. Cheap plug. You hit WrestleMania 7. He has been the champion since Royal Rumble. The WF champion. The so WWF that's even champion. bigger than King Kong over here. Truthfully, yeah, because he was the champion defending at WrestleMania. Right, yeah. right? And he is in great shape by then at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 7. He has a very good match with Hulk Hogan. And then he packs on the Twizzlers or yeah, yeah. candy or whatever yes. he's eaten and you know, by after SummerSlam, he's like a fat boy again. After 91. Yeah. yeah he wants his country back. He's very sad. He's very sorry that he made yeah. a mistake and hung out with Iron Sheik and all that. And uh, uh, Saddam fake gave, Saddam Hussein. Gave him the boots or whatever. And real Saddam yeah. Hussein. Like, yeah. Fuck these boots. Throws them in the garbage can. <laughs> Cuts the points off of them yeah. with a scissor. It's like, well, I might as well reuse it. <laughs> Becomes friends with Jim Duggan. That's always good. At WrestleMania 8, he's part of a big eight-man tag, which I think is fun, but it's like not important. Isn't it's like mounting in that. Yes, of yeah. course he is. So it's Duggan... Slaughter, Bossman, and Virgil. All fun. They're yeah. all like fine. And their opponents are also really fun. It's Repo, yeah. Jacques Rougeau, Mountie, and the Nasty Boy. Like, it's all good, so, to be what's honest. Weird is, what, what's weird is that that match is almost like that is the WrestleMania drop off the match. Like, it's everyone who, like, <laughs> yes! the previous year, all these people were doing things. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in that was important the year before. It's real. Well, Mountie wasn't really. Well, the game. Not at WrestleMania. But I'm saying by SummerSlam he was. Yes. But so. Nasty's won the tag titles. Right. Bossman challenged for the IC. Virgil with the big DiBiase program. Mm-hmm. You're right. Every, it, Duggan announcing. WrestleMania <laughs> drop off the match. Like that's what it is. So which one do you think is worse? I think it's actually the... I think it's the Bundy. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Going from WF champion to like a, just a throwaway and like... Sergeant Slaughter just looks like garbage but see, the next year. K-Fob wise, right? Uh huh. It makes sense because, like, well, he's older and he lost his title, so you slide down. Bundy was a challenger for the title and didn't win it. So, like, theoretically, mm. he should still be good. He should. He's, be. he's not at the end of his career. I'm saying in K-Fob. I'm kind of torn about this because, to me, the midget match is fun as shit. Yeah. But that that thing at WrestleMania Eight is such a piece of garbage. Oh, like, I know. I, it's like why? Why? Why is this on here? It's a time killer. It's to have Ray Combs on there more than anything. It's just oh, a right. survey. He just talks about Family Feud the whole fucking time, right? It's just a survey. That Does he make thing. his way up to the booth no. after he surveys? No, it's only at Survivor Series '93. Okay, that he's on commentary. I, that's why I'm thinking of yeah. him. It's only in the survey. It's the survey. It's the survey. This is a good question, Mike Brown. I want to throw a couple other wild cards out there for you besides these two. What about Ted DiBiase? At WrestleMania 4, this guy's in the finals of the world title tournament, right? Mm-hmm. He's the, one of the focal points of the show. Right. And at WrestleMania 5, he's in this meaningless, hideous early match with Beefcake. That's well, a drop-off, too. It is a drop-off. That stinks, by but the, the way. Thing, see, the thing with DiBiase, I, I guess maybe it's just always in my head, is that whatever that shit with Beef was... It was still like DBS pulling all the strings. He's involved in everything yeah, somehow. But it like, wasn't it, good, right? No, it wasn't. It's not about being good in this case. It's about just like a kayfabe. Like, where are you? What's your status? Right. You know okay. what I mean? Like, it's like DBS is one of those guys that like DBS. he tried his big play, right? And you know, he said, you know what? I'm gonna get there a different way, right? I'm right. gonna make a, my own world title and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, I know. I get it. 
still a drop off though. It is from the main event. Yeah, to that. I mean, any any time you go from the main event to not the main event yeah. is a drop off. I mean, what people would probably say, oh, you know, you know, oh. Shawn Michaels was in WrestleMania 14 main event when he came back. He's in some match against Chris Jericho. It's a great match, though. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's like yeah. no, technically that's a drop off. I, I get it. Uh, what about Bret Hart? Here's one for yeah. you. WrestleMania 10 in the main event, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. WrestleMania 11 in that hideous match with Bob Backlund. <laughs> so that's bad. <laughs> to be fair, again, that that is also like that's actually in a weird way connected to all of it because he lost the title to Bob Backlund that he won True. at WrestleMania 10. True. It's like supposed to be some big rematch, but it sucks ass. And like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what the it thing is, is though. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know what the thing is about all that? What that. Brett versus Backlund match at Survivor Series, that is like horrible. Like, you know, like some people it's say one it's of Brett's great. Worst things I've ever seen him and Backlund, and I've seen both of them in action a lot lately. It'll be interesting when we have to review that because that I haven't watched that match in so much ass. Like even for both of them, because <laughs> remember he's just that chicken wing is for like twenty minutes or yeah, something. It's like the, it's, it never ends. It's the Owen show. That's the point of it, right? No, it's I Owen. mean most of it is. Oh, it has nothing to do with the two of them. Oh, it's like. <laughs> Come on, man! Like the whole time. I hate wrestling. <laughs> I just want to go home. I'll throw it in. Fuck like, it. I can't like it. I didn't then, and it's worse now than ever. What about this one? Speaking of WrestleMania 10 and 11, Lex Luger was also challenging for the world title at 10 and at 11. He's opening. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Allied, the Allied Poes are a good team. They were, they, they were allegedly. Fun. They were yeah. fun. They but did it, so much. They're against the Harris boys. Yeah. Well, uh, with God, those. that's at WrestleMania, isn't it? <laughs> exactly oh. my point. Oh. <laughs> WrestleMania 11, I cannot wait to talk about that. Like, that show sucks. It's a very bad WrestleMania. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. worse than 9. Seriously, all, I think like it's worse than 9. Every decision is bad. <laughs> like, every, every single... Like, why would you have Shawn Michaels lose there? Like, because it's like... Because he wasn't going to win the world title. I understand that, but he was more popular than Diesel even as a heel. That's his own fault. Yeah. What? For trying to make himself look more popular. And only in that match, not like historically, just because in that match he gets himself also over as people, a face. Also, people, though, it's not just the match. I'm just saying at the time, people were like, why is Diesel the champion? I don't know. I wasn't. I was. <laughs> because you like Shawn Michaels. Right. Yeah. It's your own fault. Like, why wouldn't, problem, Shawn, why wouldn't Shawn Michaels be him? You want to be a big Shawn Michaels fan? That's on you. You want to be a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. anyway, to answer Mike Brown's question conclusively, I think I think Bundy is the worst drop off because he was he came in as a monster heel, mm -hmm. had the big title push against Hogan, the ribs and all this, Elvira and the headset and Lord Alfred. Oh my goodness! And all this, I find. Personally, I, I disagree. Really, you think it's slobber? I, I think, I think the, it's a nice, it's comp, it's comparable to what he was doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like that midget thing. How is that comparable? It was good. It was so fun. Bob Euchre on commentary. Bob Euchre, oh, and the laundry room and all that. Like shots it, to the boiler. Uh, yeah, shots to the boiler. Oh, my kneecaps. Like it's like <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Like everything about that. Like as stupid as it is. Like it's nobody will ever forget that Bundy shit. At, at three. True, yeah. Nobody got, ever talks about the Ray Combs survey. Other than the survey, they don't talk about <laughs> the match. That match is like, like, honestly, you could interchange it with something the Beverly brothers are doing, or you wouldn't be, you could be mistaken. If I told you the Beverly's were in that and you didn't, like, you'd believe me, right? Yes. I wouldn't even, like, question <laughs> and, like, it. And, like, the Bushwhackers. Yes, yeah, somehow. <laughs> like, like, you could just throw any names on that match and you would say, 
Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, if, if I told you like Tatanka was in the match, in like the white pants, yes, yeah. I'd be like, oh, of course, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's actually a funny idea. WrestleMania matches that make sense that never happened, uh, right? Yeah. Exactly. That would just fit right. But in. that match is like that's like the template because there's a bunch of people in it and they right. all don't matter anymore. And you could like Sad. glob in a bunch of other people that you'd be like, well, they could have been in it. You <laughs> yeah, know? true. I mean, I'll believe that. So the thing is, though, Slaughter never mattered again. Uh, Bundy did. I mean, by the end of '87, he was challenging Hogan again. Remember, that's yeah. where Andre comes out in his Kramer coat, right? Right. Sorry, right. that's maybe the big happy choke. You got that too. So Bundy, um, I guess, came out. The better. thing with the slaughter, you say, he didn't matter again, but then he became the commissioner. Remember, five years later. No, remember oh, when the, he was Jack Tunney's assistant or whatever that, that was, don't. like in '92. It's real. <laughs> he wears a suit now. I, I'm gonna the rules the, the Jack Tunney because he doesn't even fucking come on the show anymore <laughs> only when it's a pay-per-view yeah I like that as early as 92 like they're trying to get Sergeant Slaughter to be like he's the already on like just it's established that he works in the office somewhere it's amazing like, you know what I mean yes it's like pushing papers for Tunney there was also a, a magazine article I don't I think it was mentioned on TV yeah where Gorilla Monsoon but it, like they never followed up like took in the a position as like the advisor to Jack Tunney in like ninety one or something. It was all like Jack Tunney was like practically on life support as the president. Like he didn't in, the, do in, shit. in the early nineties. Unless like, snakes were involved and then he cared again. Like <laughs> he, the mo- the last really most prominent thing to me for Jack Tunney is like all the, the stuff at like after Hulk like lost the title but he didn't really want to lose it thing. Oh in ninety one? Yeah, yeah. Well, what about a uh, lots um, of gold watches and <laughs> holding belts? Like and it, it's so bad. He's at Rumble ninety four or involved with Rumble ninety four, remember? Yeah, but where was he before and after that? <laughs> He becomes infrequent, I know, yeah, in 1993 He becomes Mishima again. Shinma. What? Okay. Anyway, yeah, I guess um, I was thinking Bundy, but now that you mention it. Yeah. It's like the fact that you can just glob anybody into that match. You yeah. might think it's real. And the thing that Bundy is in is much more memorable, and it was more of an attraction. Yeah. yeah we should have a thread of people inventing people that are in the Sergeant Slaughter match at WrestleMania 8. It would make sense. Like, if I told you Jim Brunzel was a sub in that, you might believe me. You might. Yeah, this <laughs> Honky Tonk Man came back for a day or yeah. something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just all, any kind of people like that, like, we're just in it. Or just in it, yeah. yeah. Are there any other big, big drop-offs while we're at it here? Um, I'm just trying to think of anything major. Like, WrestleMania 1, Piper, what did he do it to? The Piper T thing is, like, I guess a big deal still, right? I mean, yeah, Orndorff. Well, yeah, Orndorff at WrestleMania, Orndorf at WrestleMania t- too, it's He's like, in the fucking opener with with Morocco in the crummiest match. Like remember match the weird stinks. like Morocco eighty six yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like what, what is that? April eighty six, but you can't see him, so yeah. it's like all creepy. He's just like he's just like a nebulous voice in <laughs> the sky or something. <laughs> and then order's like hello out there in TV land. Right, it's, it's all like no no in a box because they didn't have that yet yeah, or like something. Fucked up the box. I don't know what happened. They lost it. Don't forget the sinister Mr. Fuji in my corner, Nassau Coliseum, April 86. Hello to everybody out there in TV land. And Vince and Susan, and it's all dark. It's very dark, (laughs) but very bright only in the ring. Yes. (laughs) And Orndorff makes lewd gestures and everything, and Fuji. It's a very fun match. That's a drop-off. So, I mean, from WrestleMania's 1 to 2, yeah, Orndorff dropped off a hell of a... I say when you go from the main event to the friggin' opener. The thing is, Orndorff still, like you said, just like, um... Like King Kong, he had some left in him because he had that big thing on Saturday Night's Main Event in the, in the cage and yeah. all this. He had like the feud with Hogan was still to come. Right. Honestly, Orndorff was like in the middle of transitioning back 
to being to, a heel. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, it's not like the end of the world for Orndorff at right. this point. <laughs> Just a placeholder for him right now. Morocco 86. <laughs> Morocco 86. It's not even what he said. I don't really. That's good. better, though. Let's sign off or whatever. Morocco 86. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Don Morocco 86. <laughs> Nassau Coliseum. <laughs> It's amazing. Anyway, thank you, Mike Brown, for the question. That was just a fun little topic. That's yeah. kind of what we do here. If you're new to the show, we talk about all the minutia and some of the important stuff, too, and we hope you like that one. And we'll have several more episodes of this coming up, so you still have time to get a suggestion in. You can put that on Twitter. You can put it on Facebook or shoot us an email. But, Quinn, when we come back, it is a Royal Flush Week, which means we are going to be taking two of the worst factions in wrestling out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank. The Royal Flush is coming up right after this. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine park avenue clothes. You had the dog hair and yawn in your hand and the spoon up your nose. The fully IBM compatible Head Start computer versus King Kong Bundy. Bundy has never used a computer before. He's sitting down. Wait a minute. The on-screen instructions are so simple he doesn't have to wrestle with a manual. Bundy's punching his way through the incredible variety of programs. In just 23 minutes, he's entered the world of computers. Head start by Vendix. It will bring out the genius in you. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode number 196. It is Monday, October 12th, 2020. And uh, Quinn is still with me here on this expedition. Hello, yeah, Michael. Quite an expedition. Quite yeah. an expedition. And if you want to take an excursion yourself, you can go over to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. This is the quick pitch version. All I'm going to tell you, again, if you like OVP and you want more content and you want to support us, $5 a month is the most that we offer on the tier and it gets you everything on there that's all the pay-per-view reviews WrestleMania 7 is out right now it's all of our bi-weekly 1983 and 82 reviews it's a bunch of extra content raw video and what it does is it supports us and it gets you a lot of extra stuff every single month so if you want to try it out I recommend trying it right now go sign up I'll wait a second Thank you. And what you can do is you'll have all this content and they'll charge you on November 1st. So give it a shot, okay? It's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Also, while you're at it, while you have your phone open or your PC, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate that. Anything else, Quinn? No, they, I think he said it all. Thank you very much. All right, Quinn, Royal Flush, Royal Flush. Yes. Now, this is, this is important. Right. Oh, want... this is so important. This is what they all talk about. This is it's a hot button issue. Remember, it's going to be in the Observer. It will. No, Observer magazine. And it's all... the once a month color edition. Yeah. <laughs> you got a centerfold and everything. Yeah. Uh, it's also going to be in all the wrestling journals and academic yeah. studies and things like that. This is very serious, and we take this extremely seriously. So much so that how we do this is we get you fans involved. See, before the season starts, we ask you guys to give us a list of your top ten and bottom ten of something. In this case, it was factions in wrestling. And Joe Merkel, who is our chief statistician, he takes your top 10 and your bottom 10, puts them all together into two mm -hmm. separate tanks, one tank for the best, one tank for the worst. That way, we pull them out, we rank them. So by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the OVP certified organic, baptized, ordained, non-GMO, USDA certified organic and healthy, best and worst stables. That's oh. what they say. No, they do. Yeah. The million-dollar corporation, still the worst, uh, and they should be. They're good at that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? They're good at. They're very good. I've never seen somebody at number one be able to say, you know what? I think we can end this. I think it's like this is. I don't know if anyone's going to talk this I don't shit. Like, they are so bad. Number two, Los Bariquas. They yeah, stink. They but stink, but they're, they're, they're their own kind of stink. They're, they're a special kind of stink. Yes. Yeah. See, Misfits in Action is number three because they had some charm. They're fun. A little charm. They're silly. Yeah. And speaking of charm, you don't get any more charming than the lovely Dungeon of Doom. Wonderful. I love them. I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, I, they're so I'm horrible. I'm absolutely serious. They're, yeah. they're horrible in all the best kind of ways. Yeah. Like, it's not good, but it's so good. Yep. I don't know how else they to explain it. They exist in their own world. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So those are the four that are on the board now, but like we mentioned, two more are going to be joining us today. So why don't we go down to Mr. Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal I give you the Ringmaster! It's the Royal Flush. Stinky. Stinky over here. The toilets are flowing. Nope. And we're going to find out. Okay. Can we hey. We're going to find out. These the things. Next, I, it's a lot of going on. Okay, can I you, can't okay. hear you. Okay. Are we all right? Okay. Uh, uh, hey. Yeah, I, okay. Okay, so we're going to find out the next two names. And Quinn, we've talked about good stables. Obviously, last week we talked about the good ones. A good stable right. helps the company, mm-hmm. helps wrestlers, gets people over. Very helpful. Fan- right, very helpful, tremendous. Yeah. Gets people involved, engaged. A bad stable, what is that? They're irrelevant and stupid, and nobody <laughs> likes them. And you're like, why did this exist? And you're like, I don't even know who's in this. Like, <laughs> it, and they, they don't go away a right. lot of times. They're, they're just crapping up everything and you're like can we just move this out of here so we can do the real stuff yeah like they suck the life out of yeah, a company in the storylines exactly. right hence the million dollar corporation is number high one high status exactly yeah. but quinn we're gonna bring in two more and i'd say it's about high time do you think it's high time it's, it's high that we go down to the fans. it might be time yeah <laughs> fans count us down let's find out who drew number five And face the DOA. (laughs) (laughs) So the the disciples of apocalypse. Now this sucks. (laughs) Like just, I'm gonna say it right. This sucked, but I didn't like it. Even at the time, right? Yeah, at the time, I'm like, again, like every every week for like a year, two years, maybe. I don't know, like three years possibly. (laughs) They're there a long time. Yeah. All right. So the the disciples of apocalypse are connected to. The Nation of Domination. That's how that all started. Right. It's, a, it's an offshoot. It is. So as we mentioned, uh, for the Nation, which they made the royal rankings, mm-hmm. which, as they should have, when Crush got fired from the Nation for being horrible. Yeah, like, basically. It's, I'm a corporal or whatever he was. Corporal What Crush? did he say? That's not what he said. What did he, oh, he was the lieutenant, lieutenant of the Nation. of the Nation. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. But Farouk's like, why do I still have you? This is ridiculous. You're horrible. <laughs> 
He's never good in anything, and especially when he's with groups, as, as was evidenced by his opening salvo there in Demolition. <laughs> Horrible. So, the only time he was good was when he was in that Indian movie or whatever. The Bollywood movie yeah. with the fake Undertaker. His fake Undertaker crush or whatever. Real. So anyway... He, uh, he calls up his fake Undertaker crush, and he's like, you know what? Let's start a stable, brah. Yeah. And he's like, how many other people are there that look like us? And, and it's like, oh, my uh, cousin, the Harris twins. That's what fake crush yeah, said or whatever. they look like Brian Lee and crush. <laughs> so they all get together, uh-huh. and they're like, we have bikes now. Okay. And we're going to ride them and fuck the nation and fuck Los Bariquas. We don't like them. We're going to do this for a long time. Right. We're <laughs> going to do this for years. So, in June... A tale as old as time. This <laughs> song, feud. Song as old as rhyme. Yeah. So, as they... <laughs> beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So, as they... Uh, Which one's the beauty, though? Well, uh, none not, of them. Not the DOA, that's yeah. for sure. And they ride their Harley or their custom Titan motorcycle. Who gives a yeah, shit? I got a Titan motorcycle there. Like, JR's like, you know, those are real. Harley Davidson or something. So I'm like, you know what I mean, like every week. It is. That, yeah. that is what happened. You know, I can't remember hearing so much crap in my entire life. So they ride their bikes, room, room, down the Titantron ramp or whatever They're the like hell. Horrible music. <laughs> like, that's what I always remember. Tedeschi and trucks. Yeah. So <laughs> they come out and they're like, hey, brah, we don't like you, brah. And then, you stink. And then they just do that for the rest of 1997. And yep. no one cared. Now, here's the truth the thing. is, no one cared. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> Nobody cared about this at all. And the nation, like, calmly backs out of it after a while. The and it's like, we got more important yeah. shit to do. What about DX and yeah. things like that? Like, so, like, it just becomes the DLA versus Los Periquas for yeah. months. <sighs> they're, no. just, they're just left. It's just like the embarrassing. A gang wars. Now, what happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, what happens is. Let me just run down the members one more time. It's Crush. Yeah. It's Fake Crush, who is a fake Undertaker, Brian Lee, right. Chains. Chains. And then it's Brian Lee's cousins, the Harris Twins. Who we know about them. Yeah, Skull and Eight Ball. They uh, pre- famously the owners of TNA <laughs> or something because they forgot to pay their like lighting bill. Remember? Oh, TNA did not see that coming. And uh, That's still like one of the craziest things to me is the Harris Bros own TNA because of some weird contract where it's bad. <laughs> they, all they did was provide lighting and they ended up with a wrestling company. Like because <laughs> like, they just like were like, you need to pay us. No, like, oh, we forgot. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the Harris brothers obviously were Jacob and Eli Blue, who we just mentioned. They were the Grim twins. They were the Bruise brothers. Yeah. Uh whatever you want to call them, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not horrible wrestlers. It's just not very good. I don't have good. much to say about them yeah. other than they're horrible. They're just <laughs> a, not a good thing. You don't like them. I know. They're, they're, they're not good people no, either. I don't think they are. Yeah. Uh, so, but here's what happened, right? Here's what happened. Crush leaves after the screw job in mm-hmm. support of Bret Hart. Now, that's I don't fault him for that. If that's what he wanted to do, that's what he wanted to do, right? right. I mean, Rick Rude did the same thing. He decided to go to WCW where he was relevant for two days or something. <laughs> Like, remember, he was like on night. Uh, I'm Bret Hart's friend. I'm not Bret Hart's friend. And then, like, after that feud was over in like a week, he never mattered. You know, I fought him, uh, the yeah. crush. Anyway, they, they like made Chains the leader, probably because he had the hair. Because you can't yeah. make like Skull or Eight Ball the leader. Here, you know what I think the reason they made Chains the leader is because no one could tell the difference anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's, here's two guys that look the same, and here's a group, another two guys that look the same, and together they're, they're a team. Yeah. Chains was like fake crush anyway. He yeah. was like alternate crush. Exactly. So I don't, honestly, when I saw this chart about the members and all this, yeah. I actually forgot 
that like Chains was the leader this long yes. and like that I didn't even remember that because I felt like it was it, they were totally interchangeable. It was yeah. like I I probably thought there was probably a time where I'm like oh they were just crushing that like because I didn't right. even, wasn't even paying attention to them. <laughs> They're so useless. Well, so here's what happens, right? Chains leaves in the summer of '98, right? And then it's just Skull and Eight Ball the tag. Why team. would you continue like at that point? Like you know what I mean? Well. Here, it gets better. Well, let me roll it back one more time. Right. In the spring of 98, as DX was the... DX was the version with Road Dogg and, and Billy Gunn and X-Pac, but they weren't really face yet. Remember when that right. first started? Yep, yep. They still acted like dicks, mm -hmm. and they pissed on the bikes, and that's where that, <laughs> you want to face the DOA, yeah, like, right, comes yeah. from. <laughs> and they had this, like, weird food, and everyone's like, oh, DX is a lot better than the DOA. You they know? kicked their ass, if <laughs> yeah. I recall. It <laughs> like, wasn't even, like, that was so minor... And like it was just yes. something DX did to have fun, or it wasn't even a serious thing. Right? No, it was just like <laughs> they like knock over their bikes or yeah, something. Yeah, they pissed on them. Yeah. So then the DOA is kind of like leaning heel, and they feud with the LOD and draws. Draws. Remember that era? Yeah. And Paul Ellering had come back to manage the LOD. Well, yes. So he comes back, and then he's like, "No, I am with the other guys. <laughs> yes. I'm a heel now." Blah blah blah. And and, it's like, shut up! Nobody cares. Right? <laughs> Nobody cares about Paul Ellering. Like it's it's like when you bring him back, everyone's like, "Who? Who is this guy? What? He's got a paper, uh, the puppet. What? What is he? Like, I just go away. Like this was. I remember watching this by accident recently because I watched some Raw in '98 or something, and like Paul Allen. I was like, "Why the fuck is why? No, why did he turn on him? Why is the DOA still here? Yeah, why were they there until like May of '99? I almost like felt bad for LOD because they were kind of like." They were so excited to have him back, even yeah. though I wasn't. But it was like, you know, they, they seem okay at this point in time. Ugh. They're not, like, annoying anymore. Right. But, like, this happens, and I'm just like, really? No. Like, really? Is this why? No. I want to introduce you to my new team, Eight Ball and Skull Who cares? Now, can we hold the tag team stuff against them, though? I mean, that's not a stable one. It's just two people. <laughs> To be fair. I don't know. But even so. I mean, they still were under the banner. Of the DOA. Yeah, they yeah. had the bikes and everything. True. But man, did they not matter. Yeah. They, they, this is, that's their biggest problem. They stink problem. so much. Like, they are so irrelevant. Like, somehow, like, Los Periquas were better. I they agree. They were never even doing anything. Like They were better. They just were. Yeah. They were. I'm serious. Because DOA was just irritating. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? After like the first or second time you see them on their stupid bikes, it's like, okay, we get it. You know what the funniest part? get what you are. You know what the funniest part about them is? You know when they like they pretty much like end by like mid-99 or something? Yeah. And then within a couple months, Undertaker has a bike and has their entire gimmick, and he's a hundred times better. <laughs> yeah, it's like, true. Like he, it's like, you know that they were like, oh, we want to sell like toy motorcycles and merchandise yeah. off this and they couldn't do it with these guys because well, they, they sucked so much ass there was not a kid in the universe who liked this team and then like Undertaker does it then, then it's like oh we're selling Undertaker merch with yeah. the, everyone wants to buy the new Undertaker figure with the motorcycle and he and also had the custom Titan right yeah, custom, it was the same fucking it was the same angle just with a better person <laughs> a better version of Crush and Chains too like, it's, it's the same. It, he even looked the same. <laughs> he did. You know he I mean? looked like DOA Undertaker. It's like they really wanted to capitalize on this motorcycle thing. And Undertaker does. He's like, well, uh, Mark's probably like, well, I ride bikes I, on I'll the weekend. I'll know week it. He probably rides bikes on the weekend. He does. That's, he's, yeah, that's he's real. Like, he's like, 
this is perfect. I yeah. can just do it all the time. And, you know, my wife won't get mad. And, like, you know what I <laughs> all mean? All happy. Yeah. But Sarah Undertaker won't get mad. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I'm just, I get to ride bikes. I don't think he was married to Sarah Undertaker. Yeah. Though. Sarah oh, Undertaker. No. Oh, yes. Yeah, Sarah, the one that Not he tattooed on his, on his chin or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one. That one. I'm but not thinking of uh, Bones. Not Michelle Undertaker. Yeah. She was the real eight bones over there. <laughs> God. Yeah. Would you say the best wrestler in DOA is Chains? Brian Lee. I'm serious. <laughs> That's, I guess. <laughs> right? Is it better than Crush? They all stink. None of them can talk. They're all poor. Like Brian Lee's good in the ring, but they're they're bad. It's Brian, a bad stable. Brian Lee's one of those guys that it's like he had a lot of potential when he wasn't any of this. Like when he was like in Smoky Mountain, you're like, ah, oh, this guy could prime time Brian yeah, Lee. This guy yeah. could work, and then they just never gave him anything good. Yep, I know. Yeah, he was like he was like fake uh, fucking Dan Spivey. I, yeah. when he was in Smoky Mountain. It's just always a lot of like ill fated angles yeah. with him. Seems like he's a good guy yep. and everything. I don't know much about him, yeah. but good worker. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, what a bad stable! It actually won worst feud of the year in '97 from the Observer with Lost Break. Was thing of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Most disgusting, in general, like most disgusting promotional tactic. Yeah. It, it would have been funny actually if they would have done a um. You ever see a Bronx Tale? Yeah. Remember when the uh, the biker the biker bar incident? The uh, bikers like briefly with the, like yeah. they get, like a fight with the mafia. People. That would have been funnier. Who would have been? Who would have played the mafia? I people? don't know. That's the problem. I can't work out right uh, now. Like but um the one the, of these days the red blooded Italians come from ECW or Sal something. Sincere. Sal like, yeah, he's like <laughs> Tom Brady or whatever. Tom Brady, yeah, that's yeah, who it is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like where Tom he's Brandy. like he like joins the the FBI or something. Yes. Would have been just an idea. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All right, it's enough with the deal. Yeah, yeah I can't. No more. Yeah, they're they're so awful. All right, let's find out who drew number your favorite Quinn giant Silva stable speaking of awful <laughs> the oddities <sighs> here we go now this has a little bit more charm though it's funnier this I'll is better it. than DOA I think it might be actually entertaining somewhat yeah somewhat now can I ask a question were they like connected to the truth commission in some way N- well not really well, okay. yeah because this was my always confusion there is some thing with the oddities that always sticks out in my head from the very it's a part about the beginning of it yeah is that I feel like when they appeared for whatever reason, it was like some week where I couldn't watch Raw somehow, which was very rare in right. 1998. Right, like there right. was some reason I couldn't see the episode and I never got, I probably only saw bits and pieces of it on the recap shows. And I was always confused till the end of time how the oddities <laughs> came to be because of missing like an episode of Raw. Okay, well, I'll explain it to you. Mm-hmm. So the Truth Commission had kind of disbanded in early 98. That was, of course, Kurgan, the interrogator, uh, Recon, and Sniper. One of them is Bull Buchanan, who's really good. Right. And their leader was the Jackal, Don Callis, if you don't know. Right. And Don Callis is great. Great talker, good personality uh, in good wrestling. wrestling announcer. Good announcer, good wrestler. He's pretty good at everything. It's weird. He's he's like a raven figure to me, like a guy who he really is. knows the business and like he's he like just a, never got, like, raven obviously got big pushes as but, raven but not even still raven good mind for the business but never like top tier you know not in a major same, company same thing with jackal and, yeah and too small probably cyrus, didn't, yeah cyrus, cyrus the virus, the virus yeah, yeah and ecw but anyway he had kurgan with him he really liked kurgan still i am kurgan <laughs> and uh kurgan's like i suck so <laughs> his gimmick was he's tall and he's in he the had, army like, like a long African army yeah. or something 
He had like a really weird neck. Yeah. Remember he's like the happy actor now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like all good. That's the one thing about Kurgan is that apparently he's like one of those nicest guy in the yeah. business kind of people. Yes. Like not even kidding. Like they, yeah. I've heard like great stories. It's like, oh, we loved Kurgan. Yeah. Like it's like everyone loved him. What's his name? Like Robert Mallet or something yeah, like that? Like the nicest man in the business. <laughs> like, was he in he was in a Sherlock Holmes or something like that? Yeah, he's like in people stuff. willing to hire him anywhere. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, oh, he looks cool. Like, nice like, man. Yeah. While I started in wrestling, that was my dream being a being a wrestler. Tremendous power on the part of Kurgan. Body slams. But anyway, the whole gimmick with the jackal is that he's like, I'm going to do a whole freak show because I got nothing better to do. So Kurgan, well, not that yet. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's later. That's all I think of. So he brings out a bunch of new people. Uh-huh. First of which, or one of which, is Golga. Yes. Now, Golga <laughs> was John Tenta, who had slimmed down a bit the last several years sort of, since being yeah. a shark. Yeah. And, uh. He uh, he wore this stupid helmet that was supposed to be like hiding a deformed skull, but like no one cared. It wasn't much, it wasn't much of a helmet as much as just a brown like a mask. Leather, yeah. yeah, like a leather mask. Also involved was Luna, which makes sense because Luna is like right. weird looking to begin with. Well, right? I mean, she can be part of this. <laughs> makes sense. And then Giant Silva, Quinn, one of your perennial oh, favorites. Yes. Mr. Swishy. Paulo Mr. Silva. Swishy pants himself. Now, Paulo Silva, who was already like 35 when this happened, like he wasn't even a wrestler. He's I thought he was 45, yeah. but he looked old as shit. He is one of those fucking people, just like Jorge Gonzalez, nice guy that they're like, oh, you're tall, so you're going to play basketball. Oh, wait, you suck at that? Yeah. Why don't you come here How and try to wrestle? How many guys in the 90s were tall, you should play basketball, and they weren't good, and then they did other things? Yeah, I know. There's a lot of What's that? What's that guy that you can smell like me on that, like, that commercial that was on I know Raw who you lot. mean. Yeah, I know like who you mean. a basketball player. Like, <laughs> I don't know the name offhand, yeah. but I know he's a small library. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I know. So, uh, Paulo Silva, who is, uh, you know, big guy, obviously, like 7'12", I don't know. What, who cares, right? Right. He couldn't wrestle. And Quinn, <laughs> Quinn's theory is that they saw him walking down the street in swishy pants, and they're like, Hey, you want to be a wrestler? Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, no, seriously, like, that's, that's what it felt like because he didn't have wrestling gear. He just had, like, a fucking, like, he looked like he was at the gym <laughs> yeah. earlier in the day, and they're just like, can you, like, walk in the ring or something? And, okay. he, and he was like, okay. And then he just wrestled, but not really. He was it's always like, in six-mans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's always, it's always like, can you do the slappy thing? Yeah. Like, it's like, and that's what he did. Like he's fucking big titan from Saturday Night Slam Masters or something. so much. He's really bad. Yeah. He looks like Andorre or Hugo from the Final Fight Street Fighter series. I don't know how he looks so much like him. <laughs> he does. It, yeah. More than Andre. He looks yeah. like, like Seriously. He, remember when they actually, like, put Andorre in Street Fighter? Yeah, it's and amazing. renamed him, weirdly? Yes, yes. Like, it's like, now he's Hugo. Now he's okay. Hugo. Okay. But, uh, anyway... The whole deal here is that they were heels. So one week they actually do this, and this is kind of infamous. It's very Vince Russo. That's a polarizing statement, so take it for what you will. But we all know about Vince Russo, right? Bro, I like how it's turned, bro. So yeah. he actually gets... This is where Vince just let him do anything. Right. Let Vince Russo do anything. He actually gets friggin' Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf <laughs> and Crackhead Bob yeah. from Stern, right? Yeah, if you don't know who these people are, they're just weird. It's like, the 90s. So in the 90s, Howard Stern, a lot of times, there'd just be episodes. Like, entire, like, he wouldn't have guests. Like, he would just have just these, fuck around. these weird people on that, like, had problems but they were also like in on the joke. Like I didn't, I could never tell which ones were actual actors and not like had problems. Right. And like, I don't think it mattered. I think it, as long as they were entertaining. Right. Exactly. And Howard would 
basically they got these guys got paid a lot by the way well, I, yeah. I, I think because i remember them being pretty wealthy after well, this but, what a gig that is you just yeah. show up and act stupid and then they pay you a lot? yeah i mean famously beetlejuice one plus one equals red and all yeah. that what number comes between two and four beetlejuice 25. That's an act. Yeah, it's all fake, but... But Vince Russo loved Stern. Yeah. I mean, who didn't in the 90s, to be fair? A lot of people liked Imus. Yeah. Amish. Imus um, sucked ass. What do you mean a lot of people... A lot of people swear by Imus. No, the whole... And then he was better than Stern. The whole thing about... There's people. The whole thing about Imus, Joe, was that he sucked so much ass, and I swear he just existed so Howard could make fun of him forever, because he was... Once Howard Stern came along, he blew him out of the wall. Imus in the morning, six, yeah. six, six, quack, quack. I don't know how he was still on, like... Remember when, like, MSNBC had him on the in the mornings and, like, the, the, the compete with Howard? The most boring thing in the universe you if, you're, five if you're a kid. Of, you watch five minutes of that and you'd be like, wow, I really hope I oh. recorded on VHS <laughs> fucking Howard last night. I'm um, making my jokes with Bernie yeah. McCarthy. We're so funny. It was a funny show. We do great satire it's here. So like, get the fuck fucking off. Fucking horrible. It's not funny. No, it's like, no, I'm going to PLJ or whatever to listen to Howard. Like, no, fuck not this PLJ. Shit. That's Scott and Todd. Even worse. No, which one? Which one? K Rock. Yeah, Sorry. K-Rock. Yeah, I'm going to K Rock. Scott and Todd, please. Yeah. Oh, I want to see the boat movie. I'm all this yeah. Oh, I'm going to talk to him do a crank folk. I there was like there. Six... Scooty McBuddy pants and he kicked my dog. <laughs> there was like 16 Howard competitors They're and all. all them were shitty. O and A is the only good one. Opie and Anthony, they were but good. But even they were like, you could tell they were like the WCW of Howard Stern. They were not even close. They were like the ECW. Yeah. I want to be fair to them. Okay. They were more of like a renegade. Like, they really didn't give a shit. They just, they were good. Yeah. They were good. Renegade radio. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Howard Stern Wasn't was in... on fucking Full House or something. <laughs> rush Hour <laughs> Renegade. Yeah. yeah. You got the Rush Hour <laughs> Renegades on competing yeah. and drive in the afternoon. It was such a 90s thing for there to be like extreme DJs. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jim Gerhardt yeah. on Remember when he was getting pretty extreme? <laughs> like, Shelly Sunstein on yeah. Q104. <laughs> so many bad ones. All right, enough New York radio here. Uh, it's but- like they wouldn't fucking. Mow, I didn't mow my lawn and I got a fucking fine. Like, <laughs> like that's Jim Ger- Gerhardt every morning. You got. We got to do something about this. We yeah. got to do something about McGreevy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, okay. The uh, oddities sucked, yeah. and the, this segment is kind of horrible. These two human oddities. I have rented from the Howard Stern radio show. It is like the the original one with um mm-hmm. with Hank. It's like really bad. It's yeah. not a good raw segment or anything. It, to me, it really says all you need to know is that like they were associated with radio people and yeah. stuff like and regional. I mean, I know Stern's like syndicated, but again, it's still like a very New York act. Yeah, is all I mean by right. that. Uh, but anyway. They kind of, the Jackal disappears and he goes to manage the fucking Acolytes, mm-hmm. which was brief. Why they weren't called the Jackalites is beyond me. That's pretty good, actually. That's a good one. They should anyway. hired you to make that name. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, that's We thought of it when we were 13. Oh, me, you and, did. me and my, our friend that used to watch the wrestling. Oh, I see. The funny one, Undertaker 200 guy. The, the uh, <laughs> Furnace and Philip LaFond yes, guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, the oddities reappear as faces in the summer of 98. And this time they're like, you can tell their face because they were tie dye. Yeah. And they hang out with Sable. Oh, they're much like happier yeah. than Sable. Yeah. Uh, remember Sable's like, hi. <laughs> oh, yeah. She did. Here they are. Yeah, Pay me money. That's weird because Luna's also in it. Yeah, I know. But yeah. they're like, for everyone's fine. Yeah. Everyone's okay now. And Golga really starts to like Cartman. Yeah. Remember so this? He becomes a big fan of Cartman, right? It's, 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 and this is like the height of fucking like South Park. Like, this is like yes. when it was at its most popular. I know people now, like, I know their fan base thinks like, no, it never got bad, but nobody cared after the movie to be 
perfectly. The people cared after two thousand. I'm saying twenty the, years the ago, the mainstream didn't care as much. Oh, anymore. the mainstream. It was like know. it was just a thing that was on Comedy Central, like yeah, on eleven is. every week. Still is. I know, I know, it still is. But all I'm getting at is that, like, this was like peak fucking South Park. So yes. they were like, they were like capitalizing on it big time. Yes. So all of a sudden. Golga now has a Earthquake. fucking Eric Cartman doll, which I also own because that was like very popular to have that Eric Cartman doll. It's just like what you did back then. Right. <laughs> and had a big thing of cheesy poofs. Yeah, and then, poofs. I love cheesy poofs. You love cheesy poofs. If we didn't get cheesy poofs, we'd be lame. SummerSlam 98 is when they came out with the Insane Clown Posse. Right, so then they get involved. Yeah, so they have that and yeah, all that. They sing the theme. Yes. Yeah, that's when that I think this, the oddities in the song, I think that that's the thing that resonated the most with everyone, was everyone remembers the, wave your hands in the air. Yes. and ICP being there, yeah, yeah like, I agree. Yeah, and it's all dumb. Shaggy 2 Dope and Violent J. Right. And then, a little bit later in the fall of 98, this is never talked about, but George the Animal Steel joins somehow. them. Like, he becomes well, like their dad or something. Wasn't it for like a day, and then somehow, it wasn't long. according to Wikipedia, he was there until like mid-99, even though that didn't didn't happen. I don't ever remember no. him ever other than one appearance ever. Yeah, I, I don't remember him more than once, but it's like, who oh, knows? there's George. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's here now. Uh, Luna left them around the same time, and then they actually lingered into '99, which is just not the time for this anymore. I'm like, sure it was on Sunday Night Heat, but yeah, like, it's when like it didn't that. matter. Yeah, no, pretty much. And I remember they're in the Royal Rumble '99, yeah. and that's kind of it. Now, can I ask you a weird question about this? They leave in February. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, did you as a kid? For some reason, mix the oddities up with the job squad. No. Oh, really? Very because uh, to me, there was something in my head that they were somehow part of the same no. thing or something. Like uh, Al Snow and uh, Hardcore Holly and what's his face? Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. That, was the original job squad. That they were right? somehow connected to the oddities in some oh, bizarre way. No? I don't. I never. Okay. Two different things. It was just there was a lot. I think what it, the oddities. I think why they're such a failure. Is because I mean, of how I'm remembering them is like that's to me how people observe them. They were like mixed up in like a ton of different like weird other stables that existed in the WWF at the same time. And they also and, were terrible wrestlers and right. didn't do anything that mattered, but they were over. But, they were over. Yeah, I'm saying the oddities, the whole thing with them is that they were formed in a time where there was like everyone was in a stable. So they were just yeah. they were just they existed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in the in a sea of stables. So that's why I'm saying, like, I think the job squad thing is, like, perfect, a perfect description of, like, well, I thought the job squad was also associated with the oddities somehow. Okay. You know what I mean? That, <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of other people who would mix that up. I think you're the only one. What? That really? thinks that the oddities and the job squad are the same thing? Not the same thing, just you like think they were the same. involved you or something. You think they're the same. Yeah, that they were and like friends you think friends the Beverly's are in that WrestleMania 8 match? They might be. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, listen. This... Uh, right into Ogden, Utah, yes, do you think please. that the oddities and job squad were related in some way? I got an email from Jeff from Ogden, Utah. Uh, this won some awards itself, you know, right. not to sleep on the oddities. It won from the Wrestling Observer in 1998. Worst gimmick? I don't know if it was worse. And worst tag team. I don't know what the tag team was because there's three of them. Well, a lot of times I remember Kurgan and Golga, te- teaming right? with Golga. Silva did, couldn't wrestle. Yes, he like, wasn't was a wrestler. Bad. He like yeah. literally was like training to become one while wow. they were doing this. You know, it's funny when you look at this. Like, look, there's only three male wrestlers 
in this, and they're all bad. You're being Kurt, ge- generous with the term wrestler, Quinn, on some of these people. I'm just saying and Silva, and Golga, because the Jackal never wrestled. Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope, even though they wrestled in the indies. Did. In yeah. the indies, I don't... They and Juggalo Champion match. shit. Yeah. Don't forget Juggalo Champion shit wrestling. Right. It's Luna real. was not wrestling Hi. by that point, and Ow. Sable... I don't even know what her connect. I still don't even remember this. She this- like helped. She got them over his faces. That's why she was involved. She's like, these are my friends now. These and are the boys that want to see me. Stop it. And the ladies who want to be me or and whatever. Pee on me. Yeah. Can we rank? Can yeah, we sure. Please rank. Sure. And get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Can't talk about this team anymore. You're wonderful. All right. Number one, still the Million Dollar Corporation. Two, Los was Three, Misfits in Action. Four, the Dungeon of Dump. So when you think DOA. They're mm-hmm. definitely worse than the Dungeon of Doom, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> they are horrible. The Dungeon of Doom is a special kind of shitty, folks. Like, we we very much understand that they're not good. Yeah, that's why they're on the worst list. But they're they're the best of the worst to me so, so far. I mean, yeah, yeah, because are they memorable? Yes. Are they grossly stupid? Yes. yes. Is there something that, you, like, sticks out at you about them? Do they yep. try? Do they have gimmicks? Is it over the top? The Dungeon of Doom, they're pioneers, Joe. There wouldn't be, like, for example, Lucha Underground without the Dungeon of right. Doom. Right. We wouldn't they, have no lot of these. Yeah. So Dungeon of Doom stays at the bottom. We agree on that because right. they're just a special kind of stupid. Right. And they're charming. So the DOA versus the Misfits in Action. The, <laughs> the Misfits in Action are, like, really dumb. Yeah. But once again, they're fun about it. Like, DOA sucks. Yeah, even the Misfits in Action, the second version, as both of these stables have, is, yes. like, somehow more entertaining i don't know how else to say it like not maybe not even just more cohesive yes. like just more they exist that and like people know who they are like i swear to you that there was times in like the 90s where yeah. i was like wait is doa still around I know. like you know like i literally like when they would come out i was like are these guys like just leftovers like what is this like i'm not saying the misfits in action are good but yeah. can you name anything good the DOA ever did? I mean, no, like, never. They literally were just like, we're white and we drive motorcycles and we uh-huh. have tattoos. Mm-hmm. We and, know Crush. And we know Crush, which is never something good to admit. <laughs> it's not something to brag about. No. And then once Crush leaves, they're even less important somehow. Well, they like, try literally. To, they try to, you know, get Mr. I'm good or whatever. It's all terrible. Yeah. All they did was feud with Losberg was like meaningless shit. It's just bad. Misfits at least were like colorfully stupid. Like dumb the names and action and, knew who they were. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they just they 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 did what they did. No they did, one, which was correct. Yeah. you know, and have a, have a girl with big boobs and right. like make the crowd happy. And at least some of them were like entertaining in right. Misfits in Action. Booker T when he was in it, mm-hmm. huge erection was funny. Very huge. <laughs> very very huge. Was who's the good talker in DOA? You got you got an answer on that one? None. Who's the good wrestler in it, DOA? The answer is none of the above. <laughs> right. That's and even with Paul Ellering. Oh my God, no. Yeah. yeah. So I say that we actually uh, keep the misfits down and we move up and put the DOA against, very fittingly, Los Bariquas. <laughs> Worse than Los Bariquas, without question. I don't even have to think about that. Can you tell me why, though? I agree with you, but I want to hear why. Because the, the Los Bariquas were not offensive and annoying. And like they, listen, the Bariquas existed and like you were kind of like, oh, I get it whatever right it was like i never really was like man i really hate the los bariquas right Right, it was like i never and i know maybe that makes doa a better heel or something but But they were face it's most of the time that's the thing it's like i just didn't in general like doa like i was just like this is bad can i ask you a question is uh savio vega a better promo than crush 
probably maybe i think he is he's a better wrestler than definitely Crush. yeah is savio vega a better wrestler than chains yes is savio vega a better wrestler than any of them yes and also, on top of it, I think the hairy guy is... He's fine. It, he's good. This whole stable's <laughs> actually good. It's the just thing a, is that they, they weren't did, important. They didn't... They never got pushed. <laughs> yeah, they, they were you know actually what I mean? good. They, in fact, it's almost like they were designed to lose to DOA, which was just aggravating because yes. DOA is terrible. Right. You know what I mean? And these are like smaller guys, Los Bariquas, you know yeah. what I mean? They're not as big. Plus, they're related to Jose Estrada One in of them. some way, <laughs> which is good. It's real. Yeah. And they have personality. What the hell personality do you get out of the DOA? Remember how funny they were? No. Remember all their stern promos that were good? No. Remember them ever doing anything remotely entertaining? No. Remember how fun Los Pericos was when they came in in the in the car and they were like, yes. look at our car. They're at least they, they, memorable. They're, they're, they're fun. Yeah, right? They're, and I remember DOA beat the car up and how, how like, mean. sad they were. Yes. <laughs> I always it's remember how sad the Los Pericos, like they were actually like, sad they were like they do this though <laughs> like you know what i mean yes. like, it was like it was good all right so then it's the big question quinn doa or the million dollar corporation well they both lingered that's for sure the thing is the million dollar corporation is much more far-reaching damage to the world wrestling federation in general they pretty much destroyed 1995 that's about the only reason I think I can keep them at number one. Right. It's like DOA, they very quickly became like, who are these people? Like, why are they coming like out? third yeah. match on the pay-per-view. No one yeah. cared anymore. Just go take your shit or By whatever you match, do. First match in the second hour of Raw. Yeah, like one that of those. No one, welcome to Warzone. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where they like had to. Their DOA's here. Well, uh, custom Titan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, here's the thing, Warzone. right? Warzone. Warzone. <laughs> Million Dollar Corporation was more important. Right. But because of their more important position and dragging down the year 1995 with mm -hmm. their main event feuds, that's one of the reasons they are worse. You know yeah, what I'm they, saying? They, they could fuck it up more. Yes. Yeah. And no one in that ever did anything good either. Right. In Million Dollar Corporation. I'll, I'll remind everyone. IRS. Nothing good. You want to tell me his feud with Undertaker is good? Are you serious? It's horrible. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow got the shaft because this is like, Bam Bam's good. So, yeah, Bam Bam's good, but this is also how we get the fire uniform and all that. Like, well, because remember how good he was in like '93 and '90 into '94. Yeah, it was like let's take this good wrestler and make him a piece of shit. That's what like, like, it's bad. Tatanka somehow, like, even though he was stale and bland by like the summer of '94 when he was a face. After the one time where he turned heel, after that he's like worse. It's it's a stretch to like extend his angle to like. I don't know, like Indian reservation money or something. <laughs> like I don't. I, there was no. That was like the only way they could explain like how he's like something that is Native American that makes money. Yeah, like, I you know. know what I mean. Like that's like the best they could yeah. do. Like it somehow ruined Tatanka. And yeah, he was. It did. It was, was horrible. It was horrible. It had potential to be good, but they, yeah. He, like, stopped trying or something? Like, what happened? I don't know. His hair's worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wears suits. Like The it's, brown trunks. It's horrible. All of it is bad. Okay, so we got that covered. He's better when he, like, came back in, like, the 2000s. <laughs> he was better than this. Remember when he's at that one WrestleMania in, like, 16 or whatever? Remember when he's on SmackDown, like, a lot as, like, Dark Tatanka yeah, or it's something? Real. He had, like, he was black face paint or something. My favorite, though, was when he was in that WrestleMania from a few years ago in the Battle Royal, but they didn't say it. He was just there. Yeah, and then, like, I think, oh, there he is. Uh, yeah. He's out. Tatanka I think only loses. when he's eliminated, they're like, oh, Tatanka eliminated. Like, what works here? Could we? Yeah, it's like 2008. <laughs> no, it was like 2016. Oh my god, it was like worse. recent. Yeah. Anyway, 
King Kong Bundy. Yes. Was that good in 95? You want to honestly tell me that was good? The only good thing about it was is we got to see King Kong Bunny with eyebrows, which <laughs> was interesting. And people thought he was like the second King Kong Bunny. He was a little different. Yeah. Comma. Comma. Now the we Supreme like Fighting Machine. Let's ruin him by putting him in this. We like Charles Wright. We like, uh, some people like Papa Shango, you know, as a cult favorite. Love the Godfather. Even Kama Mustafa, who morphed it in the Godfather. Right. But this version of Kama is just like, I'm mean. <laughs> but the worst part about this to me is that the the, the character idea is good. And yeah. like they ruined it. Like that's yes. what pisses me off more just than it. was a stooge. I love the idea of the Supreme Fighting Machine is a great name. It's video game style it's too. Cool. It's cool. He had like the knee pads yeah. and like he looked like he could kick some ass. But he's just a stooge for yeah. Ted DiBiase. Yeah, it's bad. And then... Sid is hideous in 95. <laughs> He's the crown jewel of and the million dollar corporation. I don't know how you make Sid bad. You take away his personality. Now yep. he's just, again, a stooge. They make him too psycho, so he like blinks too much and yeah. stuff. It's like, God, stop. And then the only thing that was good was when Kid turned heel, and then they what made that dumb. Good? They made it dumb. It freshened him up is what I mean. Oh, okay. And then Austin, it was like, I'm the ringmaster. Now I'm stone cold. Get the fuck out of here, yeah, DiBiase. The, my it favorite like, part is when Austin was like, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's doing nothing for me. Fuck his million dollar. I want the world title. I want this. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And then the ringleader himself, Ted DiBiase. How do you take who was historically one of the best talkers of the 80s into oh, the 90s? Always has his fingers and everything. Yeah, like, the, the best part about DiBiase is like literally he's successful. And then yeah. you make him not successful. Yeah, they never won anything that mattered. Yeah. He wore the stupid coat. Yeah. It was just all, it's poor. I hate to say this because this was horrible, but he was better when he was like the Steiner Brothers manager in WCW. Like that was better than this. That was like a step up. Like, it, and that's not good. This was really bad, folks. And I get the idea of having a heel led faction by Ted DiBiase. It should be really good. I lived through every single day of it. No joke. And I hated it. It's awful. Like I said, I liked it better when he was in the NWO. Yeah, that's no, how, that's fine. Yeah. And that wasn't even good. No. Yeah. So that's why I think it might have to remain the magnitude of how bad it was. Yeah. DOA is horrible. They yeah. could be like 1B below the corporation because it's just like these useless, bland. But but if you're trying to think like, well, at least the corporation was funny. No, it wasn't. Right. It wasn't good either. Yeah. It wasn't entertaining. It was just horrible. We keep the corporate number one. Yep. DOA number two. Now, what about these oddities? Well, I think they're direct. Tell me about these oddities. Da, 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 da. Wasn't that in the song? I swear. I don't know. It might be. Um, yeah. Freaks like these yeah. oddities. I think they rhymed it because they're clever. Yeah. Um, Dungeon of Doom is their direct competition, obviously. Mm. Uh, is it? Yeah. I mean, Dungeon no, I'm of Doom saying... is better than them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Dungeon of Doom is more memorable than the Oddities. Right. Have better wrestlers than the Oddities. Mm -hmm. Has more personality. To the, when's a good Kurgan promo? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all I mean. Uh, now, I think the, actually the, the direct competition is Misfits in Action. Yeah, they're like they're the not really like freaky. They're just like, we have military names now. They're Misfits, though. Mm -hmm. It's because they weren't like good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an in-joke on the booking. It's like, these guys, they stink. You know? You know what's funny? Yeah. That I just realized and we didn't even think about it, but like the the man of question was also in the Dungeon of Doom and in the Misfits of Action. We have so a common link. Are they, are they like a spinoff? No, stop it. <laughs> this is not the job squad out of these yeah, things. Just yeah. cut it out. It's all connected. It, job it is squad's not. connected. No, it yeah. isn't. The it's, Truth uh, Commission. Yeah, it's all. Bret Hart because of the part. actor. Yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All because he found that guy in South Africa. Now we have the oddities. Because <laughs> he had to do that fucking Sinbad show down yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought I could be a good actor. Anyway, Misfits in Action are 
I don't know. I think the oddities are a little better. No, you know, I don't know about that. All right. What's your case for the MIA being better than the oddities? Because there's actual good wrestlers in the Misfits in action because Booker and, and the Man of Question is even... He's better than... Yeah, listen, and Chavo. Here's the thing. is We looked at the there's oddities. There's good wrestlers. The only wrestlers in the... The only wrestlers... Kurgan, Giant Silva, and Golga. Those are the only ones, and I know Earthquake's good. Very good. But it's not... But it's he's also... Not, he he's not that anymore. He didn't get to do anything. No, he just held Cartman doll. Yeah, like literally. It's amazing to me that character is so far removed from the Earthquake yes. that some people to this day probably don't even know they that just that don't was John Tenta. Yeah, because he's even, thinner. They're like, oh, I remember that guy had the Cartman shirt on. Right. Like, he was so not connected to John Tenta at all. Now, if this happened this day and age, people would say it's you know so unfair. John Tenta deserves better, and I'd say maybe he didn't care and just wanted the paycheck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to pay me like a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah, or whatever and, and to like, do this? I have a family. Right. Like I do not care. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I did all the big stuff. I yeah. fought Hulk Hogan I and made all this. Like, like I'm fine. It's like I just me? need. I just need a paycheck <laughs> because I'm still of age where I can do this. Right, and like, I'm I working mean? three minute matches because it's '98 yeah, where it's all like, the matches I'm not are short. Get hurt. <laughs> it's not the old days, you know. Put a mask on me. I don't give a shit. Yeah, right? You're gonna pay me one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year or whatever yeah, with I'll, no I'll health insurance. It. Sure, I'll fucking take yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, so you think the oddities are worse than the MIA? Because yes. the Misfits actually have wrestlers. They do. They have real people in it. Okay. Los Bariquas? I don't know about this. I, I think the oddities, they were a little more memorable. The Los Bariquas are very indescript, unfortunately. <laughs> other than the hairy guy. Yeah. That, that is the least indescript part. I think that's the only part, because the oddities were very over. Right. Out of everyone on this list, no joke, the oddities are the most over, I right. think. And remember when like Al Snow was with the oddities, and that was really... <laughs> Pardon me? He was not the in the oddities. Now Snow was yeah, not in the oddities. It's like a two for one. Will here. you stop <laughs> trying to connect all this together? It's real. It's not. <laughs> anyway, oddities I think are. Yeah, they're better. <sighs> better. Better is a relative term <laughs> on the flush, folks. Okay. In what categories are they better? Certainly not wrestling wise, Quinn. Then yeah, I mean no. Come on. No. Um, I can't stop thinking about the song. While we're th- while we're talking about the oddities, listen to know? it on your way home. Yeah, um, on the play on the way back. <laughs> I think that the oddities are more memorable yeah. than Los Bariquas. Like I said, the song, you know? But the, <laughs> it's, it's real, the song. But I also think they're they're very horrible. I think the oddities are terrible. Oh, no, they're like, not good. I don't ironically think they're good or anything. They're not good. Is it one of those situations, though, Joe, where, like, it's because everyone in it was horrid that, like, that's why it's... It's like, it's like Dungeon of Doom, hold my beer or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, we can top this. Well, okay. How about like this? Before we worry about Los Bariquas, right? I just right. want to like jump ahead just for this will see where this will determine it. Right. Are the oddities better than DOA at least? Oh, 100%. They definitely better. are. They, right? they are 100% better. Okay. So then it really is just between oddities and Los Bariquas. They had then. celebrities, we know Joe. The oddities. <laughs> they did. They also had Silva. They had Sable. Why did they Sable have have, was a big deal. Why did they have two tall people? Is what I don't get. That's that to me. That's my, like my favorite stupid part. Of it. It's, <laughs> it's and also they look similar. Just one has Ish. worse hair than the other one, and, and that's and that's a relative opinion. You could choose which hair you like the most. True. Yeah, you can yeah. pick. Yeah, the oddities are better, I guess, just because at <laughs> least they were more memorable. I think Los Bariquas are better wrestlers. Like obviously, I said, the fact that I'm humming the song, yeah, like as we're talking about it, okay. that says something about the oddities, like in the memorability department. All right, so we'll leave them. Yeah. We'll put them at number four. Yeah. 
All right. I, I think I'm happy with this. If you're right. locked in with my rankings there, Quinn, I'm yep. locked in with yours. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for this week, folks, we have uh, some new names on the board here. Still number one, deservedly so, the Million Dollar Corporation. But horrid. Horrid. Number two, though, no no slouches in the horrid department yeah. is the DOA. Terrible. Ter- just <laughs> awful. Yeah. Number three, most Bariquas. Okay. I, I like them, but I'm they're fine not with them. They're the hairy guy. You know? the, the oddities had a, a bunch of things going on for them. None of them are good, but memorable. They have swishy pants. They, they have, have tall people. They have cheesy poofs and yeah, Cartman. They, so they have things. There's things going on. Kurgan. Kurgan. Uh, so number four for the oddities. Number five, Misfits in Action. Not that bad, really. Not mm-hmm. good. No. But not that bad. And number six is the best worst faction of all time. Wonderful. The Dungeon of Doom. Folks, that is the royal flush of the factions for this week. Be sure to let us know yours. You can do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Of course, do what all the cool kids are doing and join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, challenge! Challenge! It is WWF Wrestling Challenge from 1986, and that'll be coming up right after this. Luna, the oddities with a tough match tonight against DOA. You know, tonight, <laughs> the entire world is gonna Here, learn. I think we got flatulence from uh, Golga. They're not just a bunch of pretty faces. Uh-uh. <laughs> Look, let, me, not, uh-uh. let me tell you something, all right? Shoo. I ain't no wrestler. Shaggy here, he ain't no wrestler. He's St. Clown Posse. We don't know nothing about wrestling, you understand? But we've been finding out real quick that it gets rough around here in the WWF, even for multi-platinum international superstar status like me and Shaggy Shaq. But about the DOA, I don't know nothing about uh, Harleys and uh, bikes like that, but I used to have a Huffy, and I'll gladly pull it out and ride it up and down your back if I have to. Now these are the oddities, and we're going to do our thing tonight. Stay down with the clown, and stay down with the oddities, baby. Yeah. The oddities are next. Hello, wrestling fans. It's Joe here. And while we're on a break, I just wanted to take a moment to shout out three friends of the show. Check out the New Day podcast hosted by three guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business. I'm talking about Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston and Big E. They're going to bring their unique perspective as fans, but also as people that actually work in the industry to a very creative and entertaining podcast. New Day Podcast. And then check out Greetings from Allentown, hosted by one man, Peter Winson. He'll take you on a whimsical journey through retro wrestling's past. It's unique, it's quirky, it's Greetings from Allentown. And finally, if you like your retro wrestling slathered in barbecue sauce, check out Mike Mills and Book in the Territory as they bring you the very best in the Southern front wrestling we're talking about smoky mountain and the nwa it's booking the territory so again our three friends of the show the new day podcast greetings from allentown and booking the territory and welcome back wrestling fans to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast it's episode number 196 quinn that was fun yeah i'm flushing a few names so onto many, the tank so there. Much garbage in there a lot of crap uh excited to know what you guys think about that but Quinn, today we are reviewing something, mm-hmm. and this was actually one of those consensus ideas where it was like, hey, let's do something from 86 WWF. We're tired. We're tired, yeah. <laughs> yes. And we asked our uh, tape advisor, you know, remember the tapes? Yeah, the tape advisor. Richard Land, to pick out a tape of challenge for us. Right. This is the one he picked. He's able to mail it in time. Yep, uh, we got it in time. Delivery. First class postage there. And the reason we like Richard to pick stuff sometimes is that way neither of us know what we're getting into. Right. We're both experiencing it. And this was, I'll say up front, this was a fine slice of WWF programming. Pleasant. Yeah, pleasant, yes. right? Easy. Uh, it's a challenge from November 9th, 86. 
quick background on Challenge. We've definitely reviewed Challenge before. Right. It was the replacement for All-Star Wrestling, mm-hmm. which started in 71. And okay. it has ended recently. It just as ended as in of, August. this date. Yeah. Yes. It has just ended in August. By the time it ended, uh, Gorilla Monsoon was hosting it. You know, for right. a lot of its history, it was Vince McMahon. It was almost interchangeable with championship wrestling. As we've seen. Yeah. Like, you almost can't tell the difference other than one's in Hamburg. Right, and, and one's, one's in Allentown. In Allentown. Hi, Ian Riccoboni, yeah. by the way. And by the time we hit uh, this era, now it's clearly they have superstars of wrestling, which has just replaced championship. That's their A syndicated show, meaning you take that first in any market, and then if you want a second one, you take challenge. Want more wrestling? Yeah. We got Gorilla and Bobby here. Yes. Yeah. And if you want even more, you can get Spotlight, but who the hell cares? <laughs> That's got Sean Mooney. Who cares? <laughs> and uh, by this point in time, Bobby Heenan is with Gorilla. It started off the first couple of weeks, the announced team, Quinn, was Gorilla Monsoon, mm-hmm. Johnny V, and Ernie Ladd, and they're like, what? no. They're no. just like, no. Let's just get Bobby in here. <laughs> and they switch it over to Bobby Heenan. So that's what we have going on. Now, November of 86, we're obviously in the very early pay-per-view era, so much so that the only pay-per-view was WrestleMania. So everything was either building to big matches on Saturday night's main event or the house shows. Right. Now, I, can I say something here about this yes. Bobby being an announcer on this? It seems extra weird in 1986 for Bobby the Brain, who's a very very active manager. In fact, so much so that he has to be like replaced multiple times yeah, in the we'll show that. because he's got to go do Bobby the Brain Heenan storyline things. That's a staple of uh, the early challenges, 86, 87. That would right. just happen. Yeah. yeah. I think eventually Girl would just be alone. Right. But there is a replacement here. We won't spoil it, of course, but there mm-hmm. is a replacement for Bobby. So this is a period of time where business was good. I mean, the big event had just happened in August. Right. The big Hogan-Orndorff feud was still very, very hot. Soon they'd have that cage match on Saturday night's main event. Right. Uh, and obviously the re- build of WrestleMania 3 has not quite started yet. Yeah. That'll be more January, February. And I have to say, because of the new turnover... Um, as far as the show names and like, you know, we're in the we're in the honeymoon Vince cares about the shows period where there isn't just a collection of just job or match city like they're still there. But it's not, yes, it's like they're clearly like, no, we're going to put good shit on here, you yeah. know, and then eventually they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually it would just be challenged would very occasionally have a feature match. Yeah. Like I said, Vince cares for a brief period Vince of time. Ca- uh, yeah. cares a lot here, yeah. yeah. So without any further ado, Quinn, why don't we get into it? It is WWF Wrestling Challenge, November 9th, 1986. Uh, Rainbow Lasers, classic <laughs> logo, you know, all the stuff. <laughs> the WWF, the excellent thing or whatever. The excellent thing. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Zang. Zang. Uh, this is the Sky Sports 1 Classics version. More on that later as we get a cold open with Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan welcoming us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestling Challenge, where we feature the superstars of the World Wrestling Federation. This is Gorilla Monsoon, along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Actually in the arena, too. Yes. Not green screen. They this didn't is, even have their green screen They yet. didn't own one of those yet. <laughs> they didn't. Never, they, they didn't even have a blue screen yet. They had no screen. Green, green screen. They didn't even... They, it's funny. Yeah. Sorry. They when they got it, I think it was like uh, June of eighty eight or something, they were like all proud about oh, it. Oh, they use it all over the place. They use it all the time. But no, they were actually in the arena for this. Uh Gorilla Quinn has a very bright blue suit on, by the way. He says to take the phone off the hook. This shit's gonna be good. <laughs> we have great matches yeah. for you. And like, like, do not even answer fucking phone calls. <laughs> There's stuff happening here. I love Gorilla Quinn. WF. Man. <laughs> it's good. I love him so much. Uh we get the original night court style opening. With the hot slap bass. <laughs> Like, good song. Yeah. Their intros were banging back then. They were. All their songs. Uh, in the intro, we've got people like Hogan, Bundy, 
Butch Reed, Heart Foundation, all happy. George the Animal Steel. And I must note the freeze frames here are beautifully like <laughs> 80s vaporwave <laughs> style, like oversaturated bright colors. It rules. Great like, intro. It is very like this is like a totally different this is like mtv related well yeah type of art style it was a big overhaul from uh the the previous administration of all-star and championship it's true you gotta think that's intentional right to kind of like all right no this is the way we do things now you know yeah we're back to ringside where Gorilla says we got some unbelievable matchups today on Wrestling Challenge. As we see a proud attendant with a bud hat pouring a cold one. <laughs> That's amazing. What an environment. Yeah. This is like class action park over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Speaking of which, this is in Glens Falls, New York from the Civic Center. In case you were wondering, about 8,500 people on hand. Anyway, we go up to our ring announcer, Mel Phillips. That's unfortunate. Yes, it is. Uh, first, we have Joe Murdo. He looks like he's in a Kinks cover band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His partner is Al Navarro, who looks very mean. Yep. And their opponents saunter out to grab them cakes. That's right. It is the all-star team of Junkyard Dog and George the Animal Steel. And I got to say, Quinn, they are over, at least. Yeah, huge pop. It's like everyone's like... <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's like all dancing on yeah. the way out. No one has a problem everyone with this. Everyone loves it. Yep. Uh, the referee, uh, I don't know who it is, but he's like 89 years old. He's already arguing with JYD for like zero reason. Yeah, this like, get the shit out of control. <laughs> it's like, I'm old as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? He's so old. It's like Lloyd Bridges or no something. No fucking dancing in the ring. <laughs> Uh, I think he might have trained with George Hackenschmidt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Murdo attacks Animal to start, which doesn't go well. And then George, with some turnbuckle ramming, a choke pin. George the Animal then tries to pull one of the turnbuckle pads off. Gorilla's like, ah, oh, he has that fetish. Yeah, what? <laughs> that fetish with the turnbuckle pads. Tag to the dog gets a nice reaction. Big headbutt, and the dog does his, uh, you know, crawling headbutts on the mat. Irish whip-in dog almost botches a power <laughs> slam. But he gets it for... um. The win? No. Uh, the ref stopped counting? Uh-huh. What was like, this? This is really weird. So Dog just pins him again and gets the win, and Bobby's yeah. like, what's this guy count to? 35? Yeah, I think this is old man ref. He's like, you're gonna fucking earn that pin, <laughs> asshole. It's like, you better be on... I'm not... Hey, I'm looking. I'm looking, and like Dog slightly like, <laughs> yeah, like, like didn't pin him for like less than a second. Referee did not count three. Steele comes in and gets rid of Navarro in a hurry. The leg is hooked again. Who was this guy? Was yeah, he like some local ref? He's like, this shit's fucking real. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Very serious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he hasn't even called for the bell yet. So meanwhile, Animal Steel rips open a turnbuckle pad, throws the <laughs> stuffing at Murdo and the ref. Yep. Bobby bitches about Steel destroying property, which is kind of funny. Mel Phillips doesn't even say your winners. He's just like... George the Animal Steel and Junkyard Dog. I wouldn't be surprised if that ref wouldn't declare him the winner. He just walked, I'm fucking done with this shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, this shit's changed too much. Yeah. Like, he just leaves. It's like, back in my day, it was the sport, athletic commissions. You know? <laughs> I remember Pepper Gomez. Yeah. So, he, like, Mel Phillips had to improvise yeah. because he wouldn't declare a winner. They won, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, at least it was short. Wait, hang on. Is this still going? Some kids wandering in the ring to dance with the dog? Yeah, Gorilla. That's the Jokers! <laughs> there they are! We're gonna get some Jokers here from the ringside. The Jokers! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Steel rips open another turnbuckle pad. He's just doing his gimmick, like, in another area yeah. while, like, JYD does his. <laughs> like, calmly eating, yeah. like, in the corner or something. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what this is, but yeah. I'll just eat my turnbuckle. Anyway, we fade away, and we come back to recap a recent Piper's Pit with 
Mr. Fuji? <laughs> this is a thing? So anyway, we recap this pit where Fuji's being a big jerk. He's throwing crap at Piper. I swear he's a bag of, like, frosted <laughs> flakes. I don't know what that was. He's like, yeah, good. Like, he's like, you eat. Like, he's, like, throwing it in his face. Like, what? I don't even, what? What was that? And then um, Piper's like, oh, Confucius says, uh, you're an asshole. You're a bull-legged penguin. And he's like, I'm a polar bear. What the, what the fuck is it's he talking face about? Piper just ignore it he's yeah. always like out of his mind he in a garage or two yeah. shit lots of garages today <laughs> fuji's like you know what? i challenge you <laughs> it's just very bold of mr because it's like we we didn't mention it's like top hat fuji yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not the wrestler version no he's already in his in his tux like, and everything you know, fuck you i will fight you <laughs> asshole he doesn't back down like, you don't eat my frosted flakes fuck you that quit yeah <laughs> anyway so they wrestled on superstars last week we actually see that where Fuji gets the jobber entrance. Now, now, this is my favorite part about all this. He is all proud in the ring, and he's announced as the Samurai oh, Warrior, there. like, still doing it in 86, like the 83 version. Yes. Like, it's the Samurai Warrior mystery. Like, it, like nothing has changed yes. since 83. As if he hasn't been a manager for a year. No, you know, like, none retired. of that happened. No, it's like, no, here he is. I'm surprised he didn't have the sword and everything. I know, and the headband. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and the Piper enters to a nice reaction, of course. Ton of security for him. A Piper match on TV. TV during this era is weird, by the way. It's not like him fucking around and like talking on the shit. pit. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't wrestle on TV a lot, right? No, he not really at all. didn't. He's got a crutch. <sighs> of course he does. You know that crutch gimmick? It's a real crutch for him. Yeah, he really. I mean, <laughs> WrestleMania Seven, all yeah, this stuff. The hell, yeah. uh, Jesse bitches about that, which is weird because isn't Jesse usually pro Piper no matter what? Yeah, even when he's face, he's like, he's, oh, I'm friends with him. Yeah, he's like, I like Piper. Yeah, uh, but anyway. Danny Davis and his blue khakis are going to be the referee here. Not talking, thankfully. He's not like, hey, the, what, what did you do this weekend? The rare Fuji. And, uh, like, I went to the car store or whatever. <laughs> now, Jesse had been accusing Piper of faking. And guess what? Jesse's right. Piper takes off the knee bandage, tosses it away. So Fuji's like, ah, oh, no. And uh, <laughs> we get a big eye poke to start. Some Piper. Hi-ya! Karate yeah, there. him with his own karate. Very not nice. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if Bruno is here, he hasn't said a word yet. No, just, he's, yeah. We don't know if he's here. I, I, really, I, have, I had no clue he was here at this point in It's time. just Vince and yeah. Jesse. Uh, more karate by Piper. That's not even high karate, right? No, That's it's, low it's, karate. It's low. Piper doesn't know high karate. No. Only Fuji does. That's right. He's a samurai or whatever. He, he is. Karate and samurai somehow. Both. He does it all. It's not the same, but whatever. It's a man that does it all. Uh, Fuji regains the upper hand, though. He uses some of his own karate. That's a high karate. Mm -hmm. And then Quinn, he heads all the way upstairs. What? That's rare. Yeah, it's weird. Fucking 1986. All the way to that? the top. Yeah. He's well, he awesome. doesn't give a shit. See, now you're finally coming to on Mr. Fuji as a wrestler. He's great. No, he's not. See, all the build we had as the Samurai Warrior, it all comes to fruition here in 1986 against this big hot match against Viper. If there was a sound effect for side eye to a camera, I'd be dropping it what? in right now. Listen, Fuji is not a jobber. That's what's so great about this. It's a not jobber match on here. Fuji's flying knee drop misses, what? and then Piper gets a double leg takedown on the ground and pound. Uh, Danny Davis does not seem to mind the punching, by the way. Suddenly... Don Morocco and his beard storm out, <laughs> and then also Bob Orton and Jimmy Hart. Morocco with the beard is so weird. It is. It really is. His stash isn't trash. No. His beard is, isn't too weird, but it's just weird that he has one. For Donnie P. And actually, he looks like a fucking badass I love with it. the beard. Like, he could have he did something with that, huh? Yeah, like, kept it. It's so thick. <laughs> like, it's so thick. Anyway, uh, this uh, heel ensemble here just surrounds the ring. So Piper's like, I'm going to lay flat on my back. And uh, Morocco takes that opportunity to miss a pair of elbows. Orton with a sneak attack. Piper's down. 
Double team by Morocco and Orton, but Piper barely sells because he's Roddy Piper. Yeah, like you need to like you need to like shoot him in order for him to sell shit. What well, is with that? It's just his gimmick, Joe. It's and annoying. It, no, but to me, if, if Hogan can kick out of finishers, then Piper's allowed because he's at his level. But then how come you don't get annoyed at Piper doing it? Because he doesn't do it all the time. He does it all the time. He never loses on TV. Oh, literally no, 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 ever. But I'm saying he doesn't kick out of finishers all the time. He doesn't but, take finishers to yeah, begin with. Exactly. So there, if you never get caught by him... Shut up. You know? <laughs> Finally, uh, the heels get Piper down again. Danny Davis does not care at all about anything going on as Piper finds his crutch and swings wildly to clear the ring. And then the official decision <laughs> is that Mr. Fuji wins by DQ. Vince is outraged. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh my God, Jesse. Fuck Danny Davis. <laughs> yep, We're yep. already doing that. We're doing that, but kind of stole a little subtle. Uh, I can't believe that decision. That's the worst decision. Piper disqualified for using the crutch. Give me a break. Piper swings away at Davis, who gets the hell out of there. And then finally, <laughs> Bruno decides to talk, but he's like, I'm going to recap on a replay. <laughs> finally decides to talk, and he's just recapping shit we just saw. That's like two seconds ago. He's like, and then, you know, the fucking hit him with the thing. It's like, shut up. Go away. Nice of him to really earn that friggin' paycheck. You know what I mean? He literally has not said a word until doing the replay. So Not a word. Is the canon with this that, like, after David got fired, he was, like, reluctantly working there or something? Thing. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's like David went to AWA or somewhere Where that would tell him. When. He yeah. stinks. Yeah, he, he, he should have gotten fired. He's yeah. terrible. I don't even remember why he was fired, but I, I feel like the reason was valid. He sucks. Yeah. Remember he threw that match against Ron Shaw on purpose or something like he gave up to a bear hug and he wasn't supposed to <laughs> in like the spectrum. Gorilla like tries to cover. No, I don't think he gave up. It's yeah. like a whole thing. Dick Graham's like, I don't know anything about wrestling. A year before you finally retired. Huh. Yeah. All what we, that was it? Got the bell? Can't believe that. That was it? Referee did not call for the bell. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Hold it, what's, what's happening? Did he call? Did he call for the... San Martino obviously very much down. Vince and Bruno are really pissed about the ending. Vince is like, come on! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the big, Vince like, is so mad. Like, they... This whole episode, folks, I'm just going to say it. It's like we're building up the Danny Davis shit. Yeah. The episode, you know, you got to give him credit, though. They started early. Yeah. I mean, the heel turn wasn't on TV until either January or February. Right. So it's, like they it's, started it's, it's early. a long time from now. Yep. And they used the khakis they, from they, February. They retroact. Yeah. They weren't talking about this until about now, though. Right. I mean, right around like, the fall. Yeah. yeah it was not. They didn't start it in it's February. Not like this fucking khakis thing had anything to do no. with anything. It was they, just kind of like gorilla. convenient. Like, that piece of garbage. Yeah. He's wearing khakis. He <laughs> yeah. fucked him over. Like, no, he didn't. Vince then says, uh, stay tuned for more WWF superstars are wrestling. But we aren't even watching that show. <laughs> that what? was a bad edit. They yeah. shouldn't have kept that Why in. Was it? You know what the thing about that ed- that was, Joe? Yeah. I had a really bad feeling because the fact that we were seeing the replay, yeah. I had a really bad feeling that they were going to fuck that up. Yeah. Before. Like, I was like, they're going to keep this on until Vince goes to commercial. Yeah, aren't they? and, and it's they gonna, did. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's so bad. They shouldn't have done yeah. that, but whatever. That's some, they need Dick Eversall shit right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We come back to a gorilla who says, uh, I want to show you the happening that took place earlier today at a local bank. Wait, what? <laughs> what? It's, like it's a What's monumental occasion. Yeah. This is great. History has been made. <laughs> We're going to a bank. That's so awesome. Uh, where we throw to Slick and Bobby Heenan at a bank. This is great. It's really good. Now, Slick is pretty new, folks, by the way. He had just come in and purchased uh, a half interest in Fred Blassie's stable. Right. Which yes. was Hercules' uh, 
Sheik and Volkov. We're, we don't know where he got his money from. Nope. We're not going to ask we questions. We don't worry about it. It's not like he owned, like, you know, he's not George Steinbrenner. He owned, like, a boating company. Yeah, or, in Cleveland. Yeah. It's real. That <laughs> is real. Can I just say, just the because we've been talking about George Steinbrenner recently, yes. but, like, don't you, uh, did you ever find it weird that his fortune was in, like, shipbuilding? Shipbuilding. It's like, real. I always thought that that was shady. Like, well, you make a, money doing it. You I understand it's sell the ships a, to somebody. bizarre industry to start as a shipbuilder and then go to baseball. I'm going to buy a baseball team. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the weirdest thing to yeah, me. Remember the guy that he bought it from? Remember, like the president of CBS or whatever? The president the, the of the, Mike Burke. hair or yeah, whatever. Horrible hair at the 1700s. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It's so weird. Slick is like, where is my money? And this <laughs> is just amazing he's already. He's already good. Yeah. Um, apparently, Bobby is buying Hercules from Slick. And Hercules isn't even there, so that, that thread is already starting. That, that, that people just do things yes. about Hercules' contract. And hey, wait a second, though. Why did Hercules, when he was purchased to begin with, why did he make such a big fuss about right. it when Bobby wanted to sell him the this, Ted DiBiase this two is the years same later? Thing. Slick did it to him first. Yes, and he doesn't mind. And Blassie even did it to him before yeah. because Blassie sold his interest without yeah. Herc's interest. Hercules this, doesn't seem like the brightest bulb, though, huh? Yeah, the character. He seemed to give a shit later. In 88? Maybe it's like, actually, maybe by the time Bobby was going to sell him the Million Dollar Man, it's like, this is the third fucking time. Yeah, right? it's enough. Like, first, Blassie sells me to Slick. Then Slick sells me to Bobby. It's like, enough I'm not letting this shit, this shit yeah. happen Maybe again. that's what it yeah. was. Anyway, the teller hands over giant wads of cash, and then some of it falls on the floor. Yeah, and honestly, I swear to you, I thought that that was on purpose, so you'd see Bobby like grab one of the so wads and put it in his pocket or something. I swear he was going to do that, but he actually didn't. He, he was, you know what, I, I was thinking about it, because I paused and replayed it, because I was like, there's no way he didn't do that, right? He didn't, though. And then I was like, wait a sec, maybe because that bank person was there. Oh. <laughs> like, he, she would have saw. <laughs> maybe. I was like, Bobby's not that dumb. And Bobby uh, then gets a contract from Slick, Slick so like pulls out a giant paper bag. Yeah, Bobby's like, you got something for him? And yeah. he's like, don't worry, baby. And, <laughs> and he, he like, reaches whips, into his jacket. Like, it's a grocery paper. Yeah. It's not like just like a lunch bag. No, it's, it's a like, giant bag. It's like an actual A&P bag or something. <laughs> like, it's weird. Yeah, they put all the money in. The two heel managers shake hands. It's a done deal. We go back to ringside. And since Bobby's going to be managing now. Johnny V is joined Gorilla. Oh, come on. Your favorite grandma. I guess I could say. In the ring is Scott McGee, not to be confused with Tom McGee. His opponent is led down to the ring by Bobby Heenan. It is Hercules, and Quinn, he's still dressed like the Hernandez version, but without the shield. Yeah, his hair is puffy, but a little shorter, too. He's yeah. like morphing into him. Also, Gorilla mentions Blassie should get a cut of this deal, yeah. and I love this attention to details. <laughs> yes. Like, no, Blassie's still like involved somehow. Even though he's not on screen anymore. He should get 50%. Blassie was doing a lot of 50% shit back then, huh? Well, because he was stepping even down. Stevens and all that. Like, oh, that was different with Ray Stevens. Even Steven, back then, yeah. <laughs> In 82, yeah. right? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, we get a lockup in Hercules with some knee lifts and elbows, and then the punches begin. Corner whip is reverse drop kick by McGee. Herc with a huge clothesline, though. Danny Davis is once again the referee, by the way. Girl's like, oh, look, keep an eye on him. Yeah, he's not even doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Completely legitimate. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the torture rack gets the win for her. Doing that in '86, I didn't know anybody was doing that in '86. I was his finisher, man. The yeah. overhead, yeah. Gotta say, minimal punching ratio, Quinn. So yeah. I say it's a good match. Minimal Johnny V too, because it was like yeah. nine seconds. Gorilla then bitches about Danny Davis again as we throw to Ken Resnick. I don't mind him. He's okay. 
He's inoffensive. He's like, hi, fans. Yeah. He's got like that weird voice yeah. like a Yankees uh, announcer. Yeah, he just, he just pulled and yeah, he feels like like the Yankees guy. That's like, hi, fans. No, not even him. Like, he, which one? Like, I'm saying he feels more like that guy that rolls up his sleeves when it's raining. Guy, <laughs> it's like, who is that guy? You know, like he's only in the event center of Yankee Stadium uh, or whatever. Like he never leaves. I know who you mean, uh, Bob. Uh, Bob. Bob Brenly. No, what's his name? Bob Costas. I don't Bob remember. His name. No, not him. What the hell is his name? Bob Acosta? No. No, that's Jim Acosta from CNN. Not no, the same thing. Not the same guy. You know who I'm talking about. Bob yeah, but Lorenz. Bob Lorenz. That Thank dude, you very much. That's yeah. what Ken Hi, I'm Bob Lorenz. I, yeah. I'm very nondescript. It's like, do I work? Does he even work here? Yeah, like, exactly. Like that kind of guy where you're like questioning if yeah. he's still there. Do you think Major League Baseball would be better off with no specific rules for blocking home plate? I don't know. But uh, Ken does bring in the rather new face team. Yeah, face. Of the Islanders. Uh, now, Haku has no beard yet, and he calmly talks about his career in sumo wrestling and in Japan. It's a long story about my career. When I started as a sumo wrestler, I've become a judo and become all the those karate things that I learned. It's so weird to hear him talking in general. Yeah, just nicely. Yeah. Like, I was in the sumo, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Ken says Toma because that's actually his name that's still. That's correct. Yes. I thought it's Hako also. I don't know if it, it might be Haku. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Tom is all like, man, you ain't seen nothing yet, motherfucker. Yeah, and he's awesome. Immediately like a hundred times better than Haku. He's so good. It's like, you fucking <laughs> assholes. You bring it off. Where the island is. He's like, so good. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's a fly around the ring. Fly. You haven't seen nothing yet until me and the man get warmed up. Everybody wants to know about the Islanders. They never tried to act like he was foreign. Yeah. Because they're from the Even US. Even though he says he is. Yeah. yeah. But all the Simones are from California or somewhere like yeah. that. They're all from here. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's like, we're from the South Pacific. You can go there on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> all facey. Yeah. He's like, you want to go? You go on vacation. Go on the fucking vacation <laughs> with us. Me and my partner here are from far, far away from the South Pacific, baby. The most beautiful island you can go there on vacation. And if you want vacation, check it out. I love the Islanders. They're very great. Uh, anyway, we go to break. We get a Sky Sports promo for that big boxing match. That's right. Adrian Stone versus Joe Townsley for the IBO light middleweight title. Nobody knows who these people are. I'm just, like, just very saying. prestigious. Yeah, very, the IBO. Not yeah. even like. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> the fuck? That's International like the, body order. It's like the Z tier. <laughs> Seriously. Title. The light middleweight. <laughs> yeah. Like all the, every detail of the IBO light middleweight title. That title does not know what it even is. Like, it's made up. You could just make it up if you want to. We can make up a boxing belt. And like we could say, like it's the oh, if you put OVP, you might think that's boxing related. Yeah. The middle light heavyweight title, right? Exactly. There it is. That's a real belt. And then we get this. What the hell is this? Even a car brand? A Citrion Exara? Is that like only in Europe? <laughs> I never a, heard of so that. So this is something I've been learning a lot because I looked once up like my new. I was buying a car and I looked my car up once on like YouTube. I, I found the wonderful YouTube recommendation rabbit hole of every different name of the car. <laughs> like, get, like videos get recommended to me, and I'm like, it's like the Honda lunchtime. Like, it's like, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, they, why is there 70 names for this car? And it's just like a video of the same car just with a different name. They still have friggin' um, Datsuns over in parts of Europe, I think, yeah. instead of Nissan it's or really Hyundai, whatever it was. Weird how there's so many different regions of car names like and they're just they're just another car just with a different name but this one i think i'm looking at it now real quick just for mm-hmm. fun it is a french car but it doesn't look like it goes under another name and they may just not be sold here hmm. 
Hmm, weird. Anyway, let's go back to this here, because we also have an American commercial. I remember this one airing, like, when this happened. For M&M's, just a commercial for M&M's, and this is where they yeah. use um the green one, who's the female, and they have a bunch of men catcalling her as she walks down the street to Foxy Lady. Yeah, and how much did that Hendrix music cost <laughs> right? for that spot, by the way? Seriously, M&M's, they must have paid a shit ton of money Good to put Lord. that in that ad. But oh. that was when they were launching the green, and that was like a big ad campaign for them. Was it? Yes, because green was like the new. The green new, was always around. What are you talking it about? It went away or something. No, it didn't. Yeah, for like for like two decades. No, it didn't. It's real. No, it's not. They were all excited about the green. You're thinking about the blue when they brought in the blue in like '95. Are or you six. sure? Yeah, the green was always there. I thought the green was added. Well, it's, I'm pretty sure green Eminem was added. Cars and letters to Ogden, Utah. You, Shannon, can you please Sharon, Sharon, whatever her name is, can she? She's please? gonna. Fuck with you now, Quinn. <laughs> Can she please, like, find out the answer to this? Better not Thank you. mispronounce her name ever again. Fuck you. Whatever. Next, next, we get a commercial for Turkey, the, the country, not the food. Yeah, the commercial was so long. God, it's like, it's like <laughs> you want to come here and jump off a cliff? <laughs> it's like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Check, check, the the, check out the caves with the, with the <laughs> paintings of Ric Flair on them from the caveman times and all this. You want to contract malaria? Yeah. Lick the wall. Anyway, Tom Green then barges in. He's like, hi, I'm here. There's a bunch of people working out, and I'm like, we're going to test out Right Guard Extreme deodorant commercial. It's like, hi, that doesn't fight bears or something. It's like, it's, it's the most Tom tigers. Green shit. Yeah. yeah. Here, look, here's the tigers. Tom Green here at Muscle Beach with some big, tough weightlifters. Great. Next, yes, another commercial. For the Blue Men Group? No, wait, it's actually for Pentium 4 processors. Jeez, how old is this? Re- the Pentium 4? <laughs> um, Nobody's uh, using that shit anymore. That's uh, like pre-core. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when this is from. It's from March 12th, 2001, according to Richard. Go. And that's why the Pentium 4 is still being advertised. I am still stupefied, and not in a bad way. Yeah. I'm impressed that they were re-airing 80s WWF in, in during the Attitude on Era. Like regular Sky, not why? even on like a special thing. Why couldn't we get that? Yeah, that's it's How great would that have been? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On Sky Pentium 4 over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, but like, what a weird commercial. Yeah. Anyway, we have another one. How about a nice Star Wars promo? <laughs> the first one. Well, not that first one. <laughs> episode 4. It'll be on at 8. Watch it. Yeah. You know, it's like they're going to all- put on. But it, by this point, you know what's interesting? That this is late enough that they're calling it episode four and not yeah. just star wars yeah because uh episode one had come out already, right obviously in, in 99 99 yeah yeah it was right yeah, yeah 99 baby uh, anakin stop the movie we uh finally go back to ringside now where gorilla throws to an interview with the honky talk man and jesse ventura now first of all Jesse has a really stupid toupee. It's all shitty. <laughs> now, this toupee, though, I seem to recall he had this a lot. It's like, a Saturday Night's Main Event taping. I think he did this one, yeah, right? Yeah, this toupee has shown up more than once yeah, oh, I've in, seen in the history. It's, like, notably shitty, and it almost seems like on purpose. Like, he's mocking McMahon because he always says he has a toupee. Like, I swear that there's, like, backstory to this toupee Maybe. that I'm making up in my head. Better than yours, McMahon, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Even though Vince literally... Has regular hair. Yeah. I mean, no, in all seriousness. But it was a joke for many years that even, like, Vince was in on. Yeah, he, he like... A, it's almost like he would instruct people. It's like, oh, if you're a heel, say I have a toupee. You no, know, like, it's it real. It so intentional. I think so... He was a cornet or somebody actually said that, yeah, he did. He egged that on. Vince was, like, in on the joke. Because he liked it. I think he thought it was funny. He's like, every heel must say I have a toupee. I like it. I think it's a good joke, yep. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway... He calls Honky Tonk Man Mr. Brill Cream and says the fans don't seem to be responding well to him. And Honky's like, I, I don't feel good about that stuff. I went out there. I've shaken a lot of greasy hands. I've kissed a lot of ugly babies. And I'm not getting the response I deserve. And he doesn't understand. I don't understand it. How do you not like the Honky Tonk? He's so good. How do you like him in 1986 when he's like, ha, I'm out here. I like how do you Elvis. not like him? 
He's, he's so great, Joe. Anyway, he wants a vote of confidence, <laughs> so Jesse's like, I have an idea. Why don't you fans write in? Yup, it's this. Yep. <laughs> Am I heel or my face? Yeah. <laughs> it's that yeah. as Quinn always talks about. Yeah. I went out there, I shook a lot of greasy hands, I kissed a lot of ugly babies, but the honky-tonk man is not getting a response he deserves. I love it in retrospect. No, it's good. It's yeah. a good way to do a heel turn. Mm-hmm. It honestly is because obviously Honky continues to be like mean to the audience right. and they're all like, fuck he's, you. He's like, all these assholes don't like me and I don't understand it as yeah. he just called them all assholes. Like, it's, it's easy. Yeah. It's yeah. so easy. Like the psychology, right? So we go back to Gorilla who's still with Johnny V. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. I, I just, I don't have patience for him in this. Fair enough. Where's Bobby? Well, in the rink, when is the hideous team of Jimmy Jack Funk and Rick Renslow, <laughs> who looks like he works on this old house. You, you ain't kidding. <laughs> and I love how they have the balls to bill Jimmy Jack Funk from the Double Cross The ranch. crappiest funk. He's not like, even he's, a funk. He's not even a funk, but he is also. Yeah, like it, fake funk. He's like he's Waldo actually, Von Eric or whatever of the funks. Lance Von Eric, all yep. them, yeah. He's literally faking the funk. Yeah. He, and you're not supposed he, to do he that. You gotta fake that funk. <laughs> anyway, don't go messing with the country boy fires up now and Hillbilly comes out with his partner, Billy Jerk Haynes? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. And Johnny V. Oh, there's not a brain between them yep. as Billy Jack There's does. a little too much jerk between them. Billy Jerk and Jack and Jerk. Jimmy Jerk. Jack and Jerk there. Billy Jack does that stupid dance with Hillbilly as we have a bell, we get a shot of a federette. Billy Jerk and Jimmy Jerk start. And Gorilla shits on Jimmy Jack because why not? Yeah, well, there's nothing good about him. Too many double names in here. What's go- it's so Jimmy con- Jack, Billy Jack. This a lot is of- so confusing to like me anything. when I was Hillbilly, watching. Jimmy Jack. Taking notes where I had to pit Jerk versus Jack. Like That was the only way I could like discern the difference between the two. A lot of jerks in there, yeah. Jack and... <clears throat> Irish whip by Jimmy Jerk is Gorilla references, of course. And a nightmare in the Rosemont! I mean, Johnny V is here. He cannot not bring that up. <laughs> like, it's so bad. He has to do it, right? Yeah. Well, I was referring to the nightmare that took place at the Rosemont Horizon in oh, Chicago. come on. I don't wake up a sleeping tiger. And then we get an insert promo from Hillbilly. This is horrendous, by the way. Like, words cannot do this justice. <laughs> but... It's be like, Hillbilly's like, you want to come to my house for dinner? There's a lot of food there. Yeah, and why? Like, what was there that? There was nothing. It was like, they were just talking. And like, it was all low. Yeah, and it was all low. And like, I'm pretty sure when the they get back, Jimmy, John V's even like, I don't even, what did they what say? Was that? What was he, he doing there? And he wasn't even like doing it to be an idiot Johnny V character. He was doing it because like, probably didn't know what they said. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Jimmy Jack, after this match, I want you to come back to my movie to protect me. And Granny's going to fix herself some doggone collard greens and a mess of them possum fritters. What do you think about that, Hiller? I, I don't think Billy Jack knew what he was talking about, John. I don't think he was more or less in the uh, surf and turf category myself. Like, nothing matters this here. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, tagged to Rick, and Billy quickly tags in Hillbilly, who cleans some of the cottage there. Back to Billy Jerk, Irish whip, and Hillbilly's foot. And then uh, Billy Jack hits the full Nelson. No mention of fingers, so you know it was successful. Yeah. Like, a gorilla thing. Fingers! Yes. Like, he, like, he didn't even, like, jump on that immediately. <laughs> and then the faces, of course, dance. Yep, I hate it. <laughs> Johnny V, quit hugging each other, will you? Yeah. As we go to the snake pit, where Jake is wearing a very festive red and black cow print shirt. <laughs> I guess they had to advertise the Pentium or whatever. Remember, <laughs> gateway computers. Anyway, there's a weird green goo around Jake, and he's that? like talking about grandma. Like, what the hell is this for, like, kids? Like, I don't, what is this? This whole thing is weird. Jake's yeah. still a heel, folks, by the way. Nickelodeon slime edition here. <laughs> I don't know. 
he would be turning face soon, but not yet. So he brings out Bobby Heenan. He congratulates on him on the big deal to get Hercules. Paul Wonderful then st- <laughs> saunters out. As Bobby starts chanting, Wonderful! Yeah. Wonder- this is weird for Bobby. Yeah. It's very strange. Very weird. So Jake stirs up the shit about the Hulk Hogan feud. Right. Something, something rabbits. I have I no don't, idea. Th- that happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Wonderful's like, I'm the better man. Just ask Hulk Hogan's girlfriend. Very lame. Like, what is Linda? Because he's probably still dating her at this point. Oh, in 86? Yeah. I did think they they're are, married. When did they get? They got married like around this time. Yeah. I think before this. Yeah. But either way, the heels glow. This wasn't good as we go to, but this actually was bad. Yeah. Like, it wasn't good. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, we Very go to, lame. We go to break, and we come back to ringside where Jerry Allen is introduced. From 1983 over yeah, there. Yeah, Jerry O. Jerry O. Is what he is in 83. Oh, right. This is where it is. Nope. Uh, you were bitching, like, remember when he showed up in 83? Well, You're like, wait a sec, that's Jerry Allen. Because well, why is it Jerry O and not yeah. Jerry A? Jerry Orton or whatever. There's no Orton. He's not an Orton. Bo- Bobby O. What's Stop his name? Stop it. Barrio. Barrio. Oh, Barrio. <laughs> anyway, the sl- <laughs> Why was there so many people with the one letter last name thing? Larry Z. I don't it's know. It's always some guy with a mullet, generally. That's most jobbers in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Slickster then leads out his man, the natural Butch Reed. Bobby Heenan's back, thankfully, as he talks about how next week he's got a scoop. Captain Lou Albano will be announcing his retirement. Girl is like, no, he is not. Get away. The rare get away. Get, get away. What is he, Sherry? <laughs> get away from me. Captain Lou Albano is, are gonna, is going to announce his retirement from professional wrestling get and from away. managing. Get away. You think I'm making this up? What? Anyway, Reed wanders around and we get an insert promo from him and Slick. Butch Reed says natural about 38 times in 10 seconds. He's going to do things naturally or something. Really, There's even variations of natural. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Uh, Slick has his, um, what is that, like a red leather construction hat? <laughs> yeah, the very proud construction. <laughs> I always thought it was a construction hat, but it's leather. Yeah. It's very weird. It's festive, though. It's re- it's like almost like a modified like old-timey football helmet. Kind of, or like a yeah. Devo hat a yep. little bit. Yep. <laughs> what is it? It's all sorts of things. It's very 80s. Well, he is a doctor of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reed with a nice flying clothesline, he heads up to the second rope, and then an even better flying clothesline gets the win. This gorilla shits on Danny Davis for zero reason this time. He's yeah. like, hey, fuck that call up! <laughs> like, what? It was like, fine. Nothing, nobody even cared. Hammering it a little too heavy there, yeah. gorilla. Yeah. Uh, Reed looked good, by the way, I gotta say. He looked fine here. Mm-hmm. Bobby puts him over as we go to break, and we come back where Gorilla throws us to a promo from Lou Albano with the British Bulldogs. Now, Lewis here, first of all, is a face by now. You all know that, and he's managing them. He's stupidly holding big, fat Matilda, (laughs) and he's like, yes, I am retiring next week, and Matilda's taking over for him. Already. And this is how, I guess, it happened, right? I mean, like, this is how Matilda became their manager, and, like... He told her everything that he knows. Yeah, it's so so bad. (laughs) Taking over for him? What did Lewis, like... uh, like hook his brain up to Matilda and she's like she's like stand in Lewis do you think she does a, a good job with the contract negotiations I'm probably paw print instead of signing it it's real I heard that her negotiation though she's all bark and I'm no half, bite I'm half expecting Craig to pop oh, Matilda <laughs> like, like as soon as like by the way I'm here now yeah, yeah like it's it, it might be it's if just we about watch, his time you know what if we watch the next episode I wouldn't even be surprised if like immediately you see Craig like Matilda Matilda like I'd like to introduce newest member of our broadcast team yeah <laughs> Craig to George yeah. hi I'm here with Matilda yeah immediately anyway we go back where Gorilla says it's shocking that Louis Albano is announcing his retirement very Louis right now <laughs> like very pointedly says Louis yeah 
Louis Albano announcing his retirement. In the ring, though, is Frenchie Martin. Speaking of <laughs> retirement. This is, this is the wrestler version. No yeah. painter's costume or whatever. <laughs> He's regular. And his partner is the very grungy Dave Wagner. Who? I don't know. Their opponents are the Islanders who get a nice reaction. It's so weird their faces like first. This is strange. They are they until like seem healy. Uh, you <laughs> well, know what I mean? Tama kind of does. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, their faces until like mid-87. Haku looks so friendly without his beard. Tama's like all jolly. Yeah. And Bobby tells Gorilla, he's like, Monsoon, give me credit for being right about Albano. And Gorilla does. He's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, good. I <laughs> like when Gorilla's like, you were absolutely correct, yeah. Brain. Like, and yeah. like, it's the rare, like, yeah. Keep that on tape. Brain should just keep replaying it back on like a talk boy or something. <laughs> Very civil discourse there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Islanders have short tights because they're faces. That means they're happy. Dave Hebner is going to be the referee. Earl is clearly not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tama and Frenchie Martin start shoulder blocked by Frenchie off the ropes. Hip tossed by Tama. Nice body slam by Tama. Arm drag. We get an insert promo from Slick. And then <laughs> she's amazing. She can vulgar her funny. They're like, oh, the Islanders stink. Yeah, Sheik. Hakpo, look at me. And then yeah. he like poses like he says, look at me. He does. Like, no, and he real. just does the like Duggan pose. Yeah, his version of it, right? Yeah. Um, Bobby wonders if the Islanders have last names. He compares them to dogs, you know, that don't have last names. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Matilda doesn't have a last name, to his Ma- point. Matilda Bulldog, of course. That's not her last name. Are you sure? They're the British Bulldogs. Isn't their first name British, last name Bulldog? Mrs. Elizabeth Macho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haku in now, and he misses an elbow on Wagner, who is also in. Big chops by Haku. Body slam, tag back to Tama, who is all the way up top. Gets rocket launch. Irish whip by Tama. Nice chop. Tag back to Haku. Vertical suplexa. Tag back to Tama, who goes all the way upstairs with a beautiful splash for the win. Nice, easy squash. The Islanders, Quinn, as always, are great. Yeah, this team rule, man. <laughs> they were good. <laughs> they really are. Now we go back to Ken Resnick. Comments, as Gorilla says, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Who said, nothing has been talked about more in wrestling than Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan. People are talking about that? It's hot, hot. At this point? And water cooler. Yeah, wow. Okay. It is. I mean, ever since the heel turn. They're talking. They've been talking, it, Quinn. so much talk. People are talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Bobby Heenan wanders in wearing a nice suit to say the reason everyone's talking is because Paul Orndorff is the only man to leave Hogan laid out, laying on his back. Orndorff comes in now with actually a great promo. Yeah, he's very good. This is good. How he deserves respect. He's like, hey, I played football. Yeah, maybe JR respects him. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm oh. the University of Stupid. And it was very good. <laughs> Orndorff then sounds like Twitter in 2020 saying he deserves to be WWF champion. Or just Batista every time. <laughs> Where's my title shot? Yeah. I deserve to be the next world heavyweight champion. You see, Hulk Hogan, the difference between you and I is that I'll do anything at any cost to get something I want. Uh, usually you deserve the belt by winning it. Right. Just for the record. It's true. Anyway, he's going to win that belt. And you know what? He'll sell his family if he has to. Good promo. It is. I think it's actually good. Good heel promo from um, Paul Orndorff. He's much like, this means everything to me, basically. This is much better than whatever the hell they were saying on the snake pit. Yeah. I don't know what that was. That shouldn't have been in there. That snake pit stinks. Yeah, it's bad. They're all bad until Brother Love. They're like, look, I got a snake. <laughs> no, well, it's Piper. Then everything yes. stinks in between. And, and then, then Brother, Brother Love. Love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then after Brother Love, never. Never again. Right? Anyway, we go back to Gorilla, who says, next week, we're going to have the Intercontinental Champion, Randy Savage, taking on Coco Beware. Harley Race versus Corporal Kirshner. The Bulldogs in Albano are going to be taking on Brutus Beefcake, Greg Valentine, and Johnny V. Wow, it actually sounds like a decent card. That's, challenge? That's yeah. too many fucking actual matches. Three? The dream, the, a rematch from WrestleMania 
Savage, not versus a jobber. Right. And and King Race versus the Corporal. Like, that sounds card. like an actual, not a piece of shit like they usually do. Sounds like a Saturday Night's main event card. Yeah, what's Seriously. going on there? But with that, Gorilla sends us home, and that's actually it. Quinn, this was a nice, easy episode. I liked it. I particularly liked the Slick and Bobby Heenan in the bank segment. Yeah, a pretty good classic era WF. Uh, was Chowd on a roll? Was it sweeps week? What's going on here? Like, <laughs> Isn't there November sweeps? Maybe. May sweeps they, and they November clearly, sweeps. Something's going on next week where they need ratings because that that is like a packed card. That's a that's a very heavy card. That's more for than challenge. even superstars usually gets. Yeah, no, it is. That's ridiculous. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's there's sweeps in November. There that's are. probably totally what's going on here. So uh, I think that's what it is. But anyway, this was a nice slice of kind of a transition period. And but what I mean by that is not in their eras, but You've done WrestleMania 2. A few months later, you've done Big Event. So now it's clearly house show business. Right. And we're not quite at WrestleMania 3. So I always like to get a look in at those in-between yep, yep. periods of time. And this is one of them. It was excellent. I it liked was. this. It was fine. Honky Tonk Man will be turning heel soon. Excited Jake Roberts turning face too. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. And folks, we hope you liked this. We hope you thought OVP was good stuff. Just want to remind you of the usuals. Follow us on Twitter if you don't, at OVP Podcast. You can send us an email, ovppodcast at gmail.com. Join the group. You will like it. I promise. You will like our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. And again, if you want to support OVP, we would appreciate it. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. If you if you forgot, just sign up right now. You can do it. It takes like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Try that out and leave us a review, please, on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. But until next week for 197, I am Joe Morata. That is Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Where is my money? Your money's up. Oh, wait, wait. Before I give you my... Why don't you accept my personal check? Hey, wait. Whoa, whoa. I told you, brother. I don't deal in nothing but cash. Well, if I'm paying cash for Hercules, it's well worth it. Hey, Doc. Hercules Hernandez is the greatest commodity professional wrestler. I wouldn't even be selling to you if it wasn't for all this money. Well, you're going to get your money. Which I'm Hello. waiting on. I'd like my withdrawal, please. Yes, Mr. Venus. Right whoa, 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 brother. Well, what's the problem, baby? Since you're getting all this cash, I like the contract. The oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, you know the slicks to take care of business. There you go. Well, dude. so does the brain. One moment, please. Okay, there's your cash, slick. By the way, how are you getting it home? How are you getting it home? Oh, 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 cool, baby. Cool. Hang loose. Hang loose. There you go. Always prepared, huh? Yeah, you know that. Well, you want to let's rake it in here. <laughs> Say, man, let me drop my money on the floor. Don't worry about it. It's all clean. You can't get money dirty. You should know that. <laughs> hey, this is the way I love to go shopping. Where's your doing business Hey, with you? you know, Daddy. Out of your brother. Take care. You got it. Get, get away. away.